And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for joining me tonight. We got a whole lot going on all over the internet, all over mainstream media, alternative media, everywhere you go, we got a whole lot going on. Cancun Cruise, that's the word of the street. Everybody talking about, oh, how dare Ted Cruz go to Mexico while his state is frozen. All 28 million people had power. Nobody has a house anymore. Nobody left Texas to escape the cold. Nobody was able to have a normal life, but he left and went to the Cancun for a day. How dare he? Ignoring the whole Andrew Cuomo scandal. Making the scandal out of Ron DeSantis. Giving priority to senior citizens to get the vaccine because, oh, that's part of his voting block and he shouldn't have done it. Although they're the main ones who get the virus and die. Makes no sense, but that's, that's political games for you. We'll talk about that. Are we going to get into it? Woke Coca-Cola. Hey, if you are a Coca-Cola company employee and you're not woke enough, you're you're too aggressively white. But we're going to calm that right on down. We're going to calm that down and we're going to give you some of these training materials. So you're able to put that in your pipe and smoke it. Also... The, the Columbia professor using hardcore drugs, talking about it's not really a big deal, and that's my work-life balance. I'm sure you can find more hobbies to do aside from hard drugs, fishing, golfing, something. We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And again, I thank y'all for joining me tonight. We got a whole lot going on. So thank y'all for being here. If you enjoy the content on the channel, if you enjoyed what you've heard thus far, please give the video a thumbs up. Uh, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. This video will be available as audio only on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether it be Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, etc. You can find me over there by searching ABL Live. You can also add those particular shows through the link in the description box below. So we got a whole lot going on, and I thank you all again for joining. I think I'm going to start straight from the top. I'm going to start with um, Cancun Cruise, right? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just start with that because that seems to be the topic of discussion. Everybody talking about, oh, well, Ted Cruz shouldn't have gone to Mexico, should have stayed in Texas. I mean, people can talk about optics all they want to, but what's the point in anybody on the right criticizing Ted Cruz joining in with the left the left they're going to criticize ted cruz or anybody else regardless why would we join in on that it doesn't make any sense when we criticize um people like andrew cuomo for a much bigger reason i mean ted cruz just taking a trip is a, a big fat nothing burger in itself the actual issue is what andrew cuomo did with all the senior citizens you're killing thousands of seniors allegedly by sticking them in to the nursing homes but it could have gone that boat that got sent out there the, the uss comfort whatever that was that hospital ship was like a thousand beds or more you had all those beds out of a thousand you may have used 20 not 200 but 20 20 beds out of a thousand yet you got hospitals so-called overflowing nursing homes are being packed with virus patients so what's going to happen at an early point in time, we knew what it was going to be with the virus. If you're elderly and you got it, chances are you might not make it. That's what it was from early on in the whole situation. So what did he do? 
put virus positive patients in the nursing home, what was going to be the result? It was easy to see. New York City, everything's packed elbow to elbow. That's where the epicenter of the virus was. He's got a red hat on his back. Rather than talking about that, rather than dogpiling on him on the left and the right, the left and the right went on a on Ted Cruz for going to Mexico. I tell you what, I evacuated twice. Well, I left where I was at twice. One time I evacuated when I was younger, when I was like early 20s. You know, I was living at home still. I probably was like 19 or 20. And me and my mom had left. We went to West Virginia because it was a hurricane coming in Virginia. And I think before that, that might have been when Hurricane Isabel hit. And Isabel was crazy because that's when all the power went out for months. It was a whole big mess. Matter of fact, that was 2003. I remember that. So I had to have been like 19 at that particular time. And there was another one coming. We're like, okay, let's go ahead and bounce now so we don't get hit. But this one... And that would be worse than the other one. So we left. Although when we came back, it was like just a little bit of rain. It wasn't really no big deal. But we left. Now, should if I was an elected official, if I was a senator, should I just stay and wait for my house to get hit by the hurricane? Okay. Should I stay after my home was being hit by the hurricane in the dark and in the cold if it's the wintertime when a, a, in like a, um, a, a big snowstorm hits? Why would I do that? Or in the summertime when it's real hot, went and and no lights so dark and hot should i just stay there or should i go somewhere else people could say the optics were bad and that's fine but what's the point in us pointing it out the left won't point out anytime they do something that's crazy and bad the optics are terrible when you're talking about ilhan omar allegedly allegedly being married to her brother and then divorcing her actual husband she has kids with and then getting with the campaign manager tim minette marrying him and giving him 70 percent of her campaign money that's terrible optics. Do you hear anybody on the left saying a word about that? No, they don't. So why say anything about Ted Cruz simply going to Mexico for a trip when his house had no power? So either way it goes, he had to have gone somewhere. If you want this man to be working and doing stuff, he's got to go somewhere where you got power and lights and all that kind of good stuff. They were in the house in the dark for about, what, two days? No power, no nothing. So it's like, all right. Rather than just sitting here in the cold, let's go somewhere else. I've done the same thing. And last year, when a tornado hit Tennessee, you guys may, may remember that. Tornado hit um, East Tennessee, Nashville, all of that. It hit my neighborhood. I'm talking about my, my, my next door neighbors had a tree that fell down in their front yard. And it almost hit their house. But luckily, the yard was pretty big to where the tree had room to fall down and not actually crush their house. And it was one of these big old trees. I'm talking about like a tree. It was humongous. Paul Bunyan, you understand? But anyway, the neighborhood was so messed up. Getting out of there was a challenge. Um, one street we normally would go would turn into a pond. I'm talking about not just, it wasn't just like a little small flood at the, you know, where you turn. I'm talking about the entire street going all the way to where we had to go. The whole thing was a, a lake from front to back and side to side it was an actual lake rather than the street it was it's like a bowl like the, the whole little area around the road was a bowl you couldn't go that way at all then another way was blocked off by trees and power lines and then the other way was kind of blocked off but at the same time not really we were just barely able to get up under some power lines and the vehicle had the time to, to, to escape the neighborhood right but anyway we left that situation no power, neighborhoods shut off. We got to be able to get something to eat. 
we got food in the fridge, but it's it's uh, summertime. The food has gone cold because it's not it, it's it's gone bad because it, it's not cold in the house. You understand? So we can't eat the food. We could cook, but we can't really eat the food. We got some cans, so if we want to get some a hot meal, so we had to leave. Why just stay there for what? Why? So people could say it's bad optics, and that's fine. But what's the point in dogpiling? It makes no sense. It doesn't. It's not a bipartisan thing. I think some of us think that the left wants to be bipartisan. They don't. Joe Biden can say all day, oh, we want to be bipartisan. We want to have, you know, we, we want to just help you guys. No, no, no. They have their own thing they want to do, and that's fine. If they want to do what they want to do, then that's on them. I don't agree with what they do. I don't like what they do, but I'm not going to help them. <laughs> okay, if I don't agree with you, I'm not going to help them. They're not going to help us. That's just the reality of the whole situation. We got to play the game properly and not play the game in the way that in the way that we think is right. We think it's good to be bipartisan and good to help our uh, liberal Democratic friends whenever they. Nah, they're not going to help us in any kind of way with optics while we help them. It makes no sense. All right. So I'll talk about coke and all that kind of good stuff. Y'all just hang tight. But um, I had to show something. Oh, AOC. So AOC went to Texas to help with the whole thing with um the whole thing with uh you know raising money and stuff like that for Texas. Now, AOC is a house rep from New York, right? So, what you doing in Texas? This is only to dunk on Ted Cruz, nothing else because when we had the tornadoes last year, I did not hear a peep from AOC. And I didn't say anything about hopefully you guys stay safe and hopefully you recover, hopefully everything's okay. Not even so much as an acknowledgement from AOC, let alone having her come to Tennessee and help with any kind of relief. The tornadoes were almost a year ago, a little more than a year ago, but people are still suffering from that right now. I go by certain parts of the town. You still see the scars from the tornado. Trees looking crazy. Houses still got tarps in the roof. It's, it's still a mess and a certain, to a certain extent. The roads are pretty much clear. Places are rebuilding. But it's still a mess in many places. But AOC is down there in Texas. Matter of fact, I put this on the screen. So this is not a matter of, you know, just trying to be bipartisan and trying to help. Yes, she did go to Texas. Yes, she did, Doug. Okay. All right. So this this is it right here, right on her own Twitter page. I'm not making it up. And she says, we just hit for a million Representative Sylvia Garcia, Sheila Jackson Lee, and Al Green of Houston are doing incredible work with local relief organizations to get emergency relief to Texans. Today, we, as in all the Texas reps and AOC, again, house rep from New York, New York City, Bronx, Queens, I guess that area. Today, we went to food distributions, water delivery sites, and home tours of impacted Texans. Okay, and that's her right there, clearly. All right. In Texas. What are you doing in Texas, ma'am? Your district is in New York City. This is only to dunk on Ted Cruz. So anybody that says, hey, great job, AOC, you're just helping their cause. Because what are they going to do come midterms next year? Oh, well, when Texans were in the dark and didn't have any power and it was freezing and didn't have any food, uh, the Democrats, they came together. It was bipartisan for multiple states. And then you're going to have someone on the right whose tweets and their statements on camera are going to be using uh, political ads. I already see this whole thing coming. I feel like a lot of people just don't do things properly and don't really have a, 
you know, a functioning coconut up there <laughs> to really see what's happening. All right. So that's what's going on. But again, I did not see her when we had the tornadoes last year, multiple tornadoes last year in Tennessee. I did not hear. I did not even see her tweet about it, let alone actually come down to Tennessee. Now, I'm not saying she should have because we have our own local reps here that handle the situation. I saw Bill Lee, Marsha Blackburn, our mayor out here, the county mayor. I saw all of them during the tornadoes. I did not need to have anybody from another state coming in. If you see these out-of-towners coming in, they're doing that for political purposes. All right? That's it and that is all. But I digress. So, but shout out to all the Texans. Hopefully, things are getting back to normal. You know, I've been in Texas a couple times, three times. I've been to Dallas. I think I was in Houston. Uh, El Paso, I love El Paso. El Paso did not get hit by this, I don't think. El Paso is far away. That's like New Mexico, basically. And they're not on the same ERCOT power grid. So I think they were pretty much good to go. And, of course, Beto's out there in El Paso talking. He could stay in El Paso because he's right there, I mean, in a, in a nice, safe area. Maybe if Ted Cruz had flown to El Paso rather than uh, Cancun, it would have been fine. And El Paso was right there on the border of Mexico. So he could have gotten a Juarez. Now, that probably would have been a bad idea, but I digress. The whole point is that this whole Ted Cruz thing is crazy. All right. Really just kind of a waste. Oh, and I got to talk about another person that's caught up in controversy. And that's my man, Ron DeSantis. Now, well, you know, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida. Ron DeSantis said, hey, you know what? I want to give the vaccine to the most vulnerable people in my state first. Now, I think it was a state, it was a federal guideline or directive, whatever they want to call it, that says that uh, the vaccine to go to certain people first. I'm not really sure who it's supposed to go to first. Maybe so-called people of color. I'm not really sure. I have no idea. But rather than going by what the federal order or directive said, he gave it to senior citizens first. And that's somehow um, a violation. That's somehow not right. But why would that not be the right thing to do? I'm not taking the vaccine myself. I'm not a fan of the vaccine. I'm not saying you can't get it, but if you, you know, that's your business. But my thing is, if people want the vaccine, then why wouldn't it be the elderly population first? There was, um, matter of fact, I'll put it on the screen. Okay, I'm not really sure where this came from. I have to do my, my, my Googles to see where this passage came from, but I've seen this a lot. Okay, matter of fact, I think it was Washington Post, of course. All right, there it is. Here's here's one. It might not be the same article I'm talking about. All right, so here's the headline. If you can't read it, if you can't see, I'll just read it for you right quick. County officials blasted DeSantis over vaccine site in an affluent white area, so he threatened to take away the doses. That's the allegation right there. Now, I just want to see if the pastors I'm talking about, I'm going to get to that in a minute. Let me just make sure. Okay, it's not on that one. But that's, that's a crazy headline right there. I mean, you know, the, the funny part about this headline before I get to the other one, before the funny part about this headline is that there was, um, there have been several of these uh, vaccine drives in low-income areas, black areas, Hispanic areas, or whatever, and they end up having more whites that go there than those that were intended for it. And why do you ask? Maybe we don't want it. You can lead us to the water but we're not necessarily going to drink all right that's just at a certain point you can't force us to do it they may try but we're just not really going for it 
So it doesn't really matter where you put the vaccine site. You're going to have the same kind of individuals that show up. That's just what it is. Why is that a bad thing? If it's a, you know, a matter of choice, then what's the problem? People can travel. They can go to where they want to go. And people do travel. They do where they, 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 they do go to where they want to go. All right. But getting back to this particular passage here, uh, it says Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, ignored federal guidelines and highlighted part prioritized getting senior citizens, one of Florida's most potent voting blocks, vaccinated first. Now, why is it in there about the uh, most potent voting block? What does that got to do with it? Nothing at all, because like I said, out of those who get the virus and pass away, senior citizens that mostly have that happen. I think it said 70% of the virus deaths in New York City came from seniors and or those that are in nursing homes. So that's the most vulnerable block. It's not persons of color or anything like that. It's senior citizens. Because once you get to be older, and if I'm wrong about this, let me know in the comments below. And once you get to be older, you're more likely to have comorbidities. It's just the reality of the situation. All right. And here's another graphic that came with that particular thing. So this just says death, deaths by age group. It says data from 327,166 deaths. So that's probably, I guess, just for Florida. And out of all the deaths, once you get to age 50, that's when it jumps up. 50 to 64, 65 to 74, 75 to 84, 85 plus. And the further you go up in the ages, the higher the percentage gets. All right. Below 50, you got 2.8% and then 1.2%. And I think the 2.8 is for 40 to 50. So 2.8% is from 40 to 50. 1.2, 30 to 39. 0.5%, uh, 18 to 29. 0.1% for 5 to 17. 0.1% for 5 to 17. So out of 325,000 deaths, right around that, uh, less than 200 were from age 5 to 17. Matter of fact, just adding 0 to 17, you're still not at 300 deaths out of 325,000. So we see where the actual problem is. Why not just focus the vaccinations on those that actually need it? They're playing political games. Oh, my optics, my optics, optics. This is just common sense right here. Oh, he didn't follow the federal guidelines. Come on. So shout out to Ron DeSantis, the OG, the, the best governor in a union, period. Okay. I like my governor, Bill Lee. He's cool. I like, I, I kind of like Brian Kemp too. Don't, don't shoot me for that, but I don't think Brian Kemp's that bad. But Ron DeSantis, the best governor in the union, period, doing what's right. Like I said, I'm not a vaccine guy personally, but if you want it, and that's your choice, go ahead. Give it to the most vulnerable people first. And what they probably want to say, like I was saying, is people of color should have it first. But nah, <laughs> you know, that's that's not even really how this whole thing works. The virus is not racist. The virus is not race specific. All right. You got to follow the science. Right. Oh, OK. But not only only when it, it only when it's beneficial to those that want to follow the science on the left. Got it. Makes a whole lot of sense to me. Now, let's, let's get to Coke right quick. You got to get we got to get to Coke. OK, I say I said it for a little bit for you guys to come on in here. And if you like what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. So Coca-Cola, the company says, hey, 
you know what? We got to get a little bit more woke here. We got to get more woke. So we need to have, um, you know, uh, inclusion training. And what we're going to do, we're going to hire. Um, who is this? We're going to hire. Um, we're not hire. We're going to use Robin D'Angelo's LinkedIn stuff on critical race theory to get to that point of wokeness. All right. Now. Before we even get to the actual um, stuff I talked about in the video, I forgot to put a statement from Coca-Cola in there talking about this, right? I almost forgot about it. Oh, and Robin D'Angelo wrote that book called White Fragility. Hold on, let me pull, up, let me pull it out right quick. And of course, Robin D'Angelo is a white woman. You know what I mean? She, she's one of those that's just, you know, I guess what, what the cool kids call her, the grifter? <laughs> Basically, like 10 wise, they get paid a lot of money to go around talking about how racist the the white man is. All right. So this is this right here is the LinkedIn learning. This is publicly available. Hold on and make sure that it's there. Yeah, it's available right now on LinkedIn. I put a link in the article I did confronting racism with Robin D'Angelo. All right. So you can sign up for it if you want to, if you have a, a problem and you, you want to, you know, get woke. You want to be told that you're not uh, good enough if you're a white person. And you want to be told how underprivileged and how just bad you are as a black person. Like what I get from critical race theory is white man just evil, although he's superior. The white man's superior. The white man's almighty. The white man's like God himself. Right. But he's evil because he is God. And then the color folks. People of color, whatever they want to call it nowadays, whatever kind of bougie way you want to say it, they are the ones that just can't get right. And the reason why they can't get right is because of the evil white man. Right now, I'm right. I know a lot of my friends are right and we're black. So how does this really apply? It's just bogus. But again, it's making a lot of money. A lot of companies are getting woke. It's signing up to this. All right. Oh, and Robert D'Angelo. Hold on. I got to show you guys a picture. And the book, what's the name of that book? White Fragility. There we go. That's what I was looking for to begin with. And there we go. Hold on one second. And here we are. There we go. So that's her right there. Miss uh, Robin D'Angelo. That is right. That's the, that's the face right there of wokeness. The face of wokeness. And you know what? <laughs> I was going to say this before. Uh, the cultural appropriation. Shout out to my wife. She said this earlier. She was like, well, if you can't be white and being white's bad, then what are you going to be? If you're something else, isn't that called cultural appropriation? This looks like Jade right here. That's from China. And if I'm wrong about that, let me know in the comments. But isn't this cult cultural appropriation? So aren't you committing the, uh, a deadly sin of wokeism? Cultural appropriation? But that's the book right there, White Fragility. And the subhead of the book says, why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism? Well, it's not hard for you, is it? Because it makes you plenty of money. All right. Oh, and the foreword was written by Michael Eric Dyson. And you already you know who that is. Another race huckster. And the top here says, necessary book for all people invested in societal change. Claudia Rankin. I have no idea who that is. Probably yet another one of these race hucksters. But let's get to the meat and potatoes. All right, I'm gonna show. I'm gonna go ahead and show some of the slides.
All right. So if you guys can't see it, I'm going to just read it. Confronting racism, understanding what it means to be white, challenging what it means to be racist. Now, this is part of the presentation Coca-Cola gave to their employees. It's the same exact thing as Robin D'Angelo stuff on LinkedIn. It has actually her name on it. It has a name and the, na the name of the course and her actual name on it. But it has Coke's logo on the top right hand corner. So I guess it's like customizing it. All right. You guys can use my stuff, put your logo on it and then it help you out pretty well, I guess. So it's a whole presentation, almost multiple slides, um, confronting racism, getting race on the table, understanding what it means to be white, challenging what it means to be, I guess, uh, non-racist or racist, acknowledging racial resentment. It's a whole study. All right. Now, here is the meat and potatoes for real. Now, in this presentation at Coca-Cola, the whole point is to be inclusive, right? They're training their employees to be more inclusive, to not be racist and to be kind to everyone. That's the whole point of the presentation. But here I'm not really seeing anti-racist. I'm not really seeing being kind and inclusive. I'm seeing being racist, segregationist. I'm seeing regressive policy right here in this particular list of things. Now, they say to be less white, that's the whole thing. You got to be less white. I almost forgot that part. See, try to be less white. That's that's the beginning. Don't be so white, guys. I don't know how you're going to do that. You know, just from reading this, I would say some, you know, Michael Jackson, skin whitening, vitiligo, become albino. I'm not sure what you got to do, but try to be less white or go the other direction. You know, get to get the melanin injections and be looking like me. I don't know. But try to be less white. That's what she wants you to do. But then let's go back to the list to be less white. So they're going to explain it for you is to be less oppressive, be less arrogant, be less certain. And like I was saying in my video, what does that really mean? Be less certain. So if you're uncertain, does it mean that you are a person of color? How does that really work? So if I'm black, does that mean I'm inherently less certain? Because if I'm white, to be less white, that means being less certain so I would just assume that being white, the default of whiteness, as they would say, quote unquote, whiteness is being certain of yourself. So what's the default for being black? If the default for being black is not being if the default for being black is being certain, which is a positive trait, then why say to be less white, you got to be less certain. So you obviously got to glean from this that being non-white means you're less certain, you're less um, you know, you less, you less humble. I, I don't know. It's weird. But anyway, you got to be less defensive, less ignorant and more humble. Now, what I gained from that right there is when someone like Robert D'Angelo was telling you that you're a evil white man and you're the scum of the earth and you got to change yourself. And if you don't hate yourself and if you're not an ally to Black Lives Matter, then, you know, that's somehow bad. If you don't want to hear me, then that means something's wrong with you. It's your whiteness getting in the way. If your common sense is kicking in and saying, hey, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a racist person. If that's kicking in, you're just not humble enough. You're just too arrogant. You're too, you're too stubborn. You're not listening. You don't believe me. That's what's going on right here. This is brainwashing. Now, if you're a weak person, you might buy into it. But the last part says break with apathy and break with white solidarity. So... Things that just make kind of common sense that anybody would say, regardless of what the color is, you can't you can't really do that because we're telling you how to be 
and you got to be that way. You got to be a foot soldier for Black Lives Matter. So a lot of people that were out there uh, last summer during these riots, a lot of them probably believe in this stuff. You know, I'm not sure if they were taught it during school or work or whatever, but they probably believe this stuff. That's why they're out there doing it because they believe in it. And that's what, that's what they want you to know in these places. So this, this is Coca-Cola. So they're teaching you this in college. I did a video a little while ago, a few days ago, about the thing with, uh, what was that? I almost forgot it now. I'll be doing so many videos. It was one video. Oh, the, the eight levels of whiteness, the eight uh, ways you can be white. And, and the, the worst one was white supremacist. And then the best one was, I guess, what was that? White, not, not quite white savior. I think, I think that was a bad one. I think they, they didn't want you to be a savior. Uh, they wanted you to be, hold on, give me one second. I'm going to find that right quick because that was a crazy one. They wanted you to be, oh, here it is. They wanted you to be white abolitionist. That's right. White abolitionist. That's what they wanted you to be. So you had to be like a freedom fighter. You got to be Black Lives Matter. You got to go out there, lay on the railroad tracks and get hit by a train because Black Lives Matter. That's what they want you to be. That's the ultimate good white person. All right. So, yeah, it's crazy. Coca-Cola is not the only one doing this. It's a lot of companies doing the exact same thing. Uh, these resources are available publicly. So imagine how many small companies are doing this. Just regular normies going to their job. You know, I heard it was what? They try to do it at a Goodyear factory, if I'm not mistaken, a tire factory or some kind of like Jiffy Lube place. It's like, look, man, we ain't here changing spark plugs and tires, changing oil. Or are we talking about white supremacy and stuff like that? I don't care. Look, man, I'm just trying to get my check on Friday, take my kids to the circus, and that's pretty much it, man. Why are we talking about this? This is stupid. That's not even a thing that needs to be talked about. You're creating tension in the workplace when you put stuff like this out there. The most important thing about a workplace, from what I've been able to see, is how the environment is. If how everybody gets along and works with each other. You know, does does work get done? Does things do things get accomplished? Is there a toxic environment or not? And that's not a race thing necessarily. That's more about people being able to get along, get personalities, meshing together and working together. That's just um the main thing about it. Matter of fact, I'm gonna try to find that tire company right quick. Um Tire company, hold on. Woke tire company or car place. You guys know what it was. Goodyear, that's right. It was Goodyear. All right. So shout out to my people over at the Patriot Post, patriotpost.us. Here's an article from back then. This is August 21st, 2020. Goodyear's woke blowout. And some of the article says, earlier this week, a photo was leaked that purported to show a Goodyear diversity training with a screenshot depicting examples of the tire's Company zero tolerance for alleged alleged bigotry. Matter of fact, let's check that out right quick. Okay, leaked audio shows Goodyear lied, endorsed Black Lives Matter while banning Blue Lives Matter. That's what it was. You, you couldn't wear certain political stuff. You couldn't wear Trump hats, but you could wear a Black Lives Matter hat, and you couldn't wear a Blue Lives Matter hat. Yeah. So this this okay. I remember now. This is what it was. So here's what they got from Goodyear back last year. It was a zero tolerance thing. And I don't know. I think it came from the local people out there at the particular plant and not from corporate. But maybe I'm wrong. Anyway. Now, it has a list of certain clothing that's acceptable and unacceptable. All right. So acceptable. Black Lives Matter. BLM. Lesbian. Gay. Bisexual. Transgender. Pride. LGBT. 
So if you have clothing that has that kind of stuff on it, that's cool. You get to go. No problems. All swell. Now, here's some things that are unacceptable. Blue lives matter. All lives matter. MAGA attire. Political affiliated slogans or material. Now, I have no issue with the political affiliated slogans and material. So that goes for Donald Trump, um, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, whoever it is. No political stuff. That's, if that's across the board, left and right, I'm fine with that. But why can I wear a Black Lives Matter shirt, hat, or whatever, but not Blue Lives Matter? And why not All Lives Matter? Okay? Now you're just creating the problem. Now you're just showing favoritism to one versus the other. It's just clearly wrong. And MAGA attire? Why would you say MAGA attire specifically and not just put that under political affiliated slogans or material? You see, a lot of this stuff is just, it's, it's, a, it's a virus that's spread into these corporations. Big time. Big time. And a lot of it, a lot of that comes from the mainstream media. This, this is where it all kind of stems from because they wouldn't even know about it if not for the, for the media. These these uh these book companies, people that publish Robin DiAngelo's book, the mainstream media, corporations, the the government to a large extent, they all kind of work in cahoots with each other to have these things happen like that. All right. <laughs> so tiresome. That was a good one, prop. Hey, you get you get an A for that one. But yeah, so that's kind of what's going on in the woke world of uh, corporations, the woke world of big money and all that good stuff. All right. So that's what that is. Coca-Cola Corporation. It just, you know, the, the corporation is just woke. It's the same thing with uh, Disney. Disney's the worst. I'm not sure. I think we should do like a woke awards. That'd be a good one. <laughs> the woke awards uh, as far as television, um, you know, uh, grocery products, clothing. Who are the most woke companies out there? That seems to be the new wave. I just hope that if enough of us, you know, are against this whole thing and speak out against it, it just would kind of die down. And those that work at these places, if you if you guys say, OK, I'm not really I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not really with this. And it will die down because this is becoming a problem. All right. But we got a whole lot going on all over the place. Where was I at last? Oh, <laughs> Columbia. All right. I won't spend too much time here because when I do, I get in trouble. You know, the, it, it gets weird. I get some people that probably snort heroin for a living to call in. I really don't want that, honestly. I, I, I promise I don't. I really don't. I'm just not really in that kind of mood to talk to a fiend. But anyway, <laughs> so I don't care. If you smoke weed or whatever, that's something else. I ain't going to talk about that right now. Let's talk about this Columbia professor that snorts heroin recreationally. So he says. And to stop right, to, to, just to pause right there, I've never seen a recreational heroin user. Either you use it or you don't. I've seen some guys that look kind of functional. They look pretty good. You know, they look like they, they're not too bad off. They're not, they're not necessarily skid row crackhead status, looking real disheveled and whatnot. But they're an addict nonetheless. You know, looks can be deceiving. You can look like a regular normie, but you're, you're, you're an addict. OK. Now, this guy by the name of Carl Hartz, I had no idea who it was before. I had no idea. Apparently, he had been on Joe Rogan podcast before. I think I had seen him on Joe Rogan, but I didn't watch the actual video. I may have seen the thumbnail, but I did not actually watch the video. I saw some of when he was talking about the, 
the Capitol riot. And that was enough to say, okay, I don't want to hear from this man. I feel like a minute of that, I was like, I'm good. So I didn't watch anything. He was talking about drugs, all that kind of stuff like that, right? But anyway, Carl, I think his name was Carl Hart. Is that his name? Make sure I get his name right. Carl Hart, yeah. He's a professor at Columbia, Ivy League School, New York City. Not only is he a professor, he's the head of the psych department. The head of the psych department. He teaches psychology and neurology. Now, right away, I'm not sure that I want a guy that's an admitted hardcore drug user to be my professor at an Ivy League school. How is that even possible? How do you get to be a professor at an Ivy League as an active heroin user? And not just heroin. He was on a lot of drugs. He's a fiend. To call it a spade. Like, he was actively every day using heroin. Talking about, I'm not an addict, really. If you snort heroin every day, you're an addict. If you snort heroin every day and you have withdrawals, like he said, he had withdrawals, you're an addict, sir. You're in denial. I've seen denial before. I've seen it with my own two eyes. I've witnessed it. Oh, I'm not, I'm, you know, I can, I can stop whenever I want. All right. Sure. How about, how about this? How about we get a new challenge on TikTok? How about the stop snorting heroin challenge? How about that, Mr. Carl Hart? I want to see that challenge. Stop snorting blow. But I'm, I'm getting triggered. Anyway. So he says, hey, I snort this, you know, just I, I microdose. I do it every night by the fire. And it's just to get me. It's a kind of a nightcap and unwind for the day. Get ready for the next day. It's like, no, no, this, this is not. No, let's not. Let's not do this here, sir. You are on drugs. Call it what it is. He studies other drugs and knows a lot about it. And he may be smart in that realm, but he is caught up in his own thing. He's caught up. In his mind thinking that he has control over it. You don't have control over the drugs. They control you. Okay. He said he used bath salts before. Uh, cocaine. He's used um, weed alcohol, of course. But uh, MDMA, ecstasy, all that. Meth. It's like, all right, man. You have a problem. But this guy is saying it like it's no problem. He was on stage talking about it. And you know what? I did a video about him and I showed his appearance. People said that I was wrong for talking about his appearance, but you have to understand I've been around these people before. He looks exactly like a fiend that I've seen on the street before. He is no different. And I'm going to show you his appearance. Now, like I said, you can't always judge. You can't judge somebody by how they look all the time, but I judge him based upon how he looks and the fact that he was talking about using drugs, you know, he, he, he wrote about it openly, spoke about it. I'm not out in this man. He says what he does. So I judge him based on what he says and how he looks. Put it together, right? So I to my man, Jericho Crane, in the building. All right. But this, this, is, this is him right here. I'm going a, I'm to a get on that right quick. The nails. I'm going to get on the nails right quick. But that's him right here. Now, right away, I'm seeing teeth. He has a, a gold right there. So already I'm seeing teeth problems, okay? Tooth problems. The front does not look that bad, but I'm seeing some jaggies in the back. I'm seeing some issues with dental. So right away, that's a telltale sign of a fiend, right away, bad teeth. Now you could be just British and have bad teeth with no drug use at all. You know, your tea and crumpets might make your teeth go bad, but it's a telltale sign right there. If he did not say that he was on drugs, I wouldn't judge him based on that, but he said he's on drugs. So it kind of fits the whole thing. Okay, now 
he is a functioning addict. So right now it looks pretty, it looks kind of clean and put together and whatnot. 54 years old, not bad, 54 years old. But if he goes off the deep end and has a bad trip, ODs, or winds up without his job and homeless, this tweet jacket is going to be looking like, you know, a Dust Bunny Central. Okay. He'll be wearing this same outfit out there on 125th Street in Harlem. That's what it is. But anyway, do you see these nails? Okay, every one of those nails is as long as Virginia Beach Boulevard and Norfolk. This right here, look. I've been around like people that are on drugs, for real. And I've I've seen some things and some stuff. This right here fits the image of a drug user. All the long nails because he's snorting. So whatever he's doing, he's scooping it with the nails. All of his nails are like that. There's, I mean, he's not trying to be pretty, having long nails or nothing like that. It's not even about that. He's not trying to be androgynous. This is this is a smoker. This is this is a snorter. He has a whole appearance, okay? The teeth, the tweet jacket, <laughs> the nails, and the, the other hands the same way. Matter of fact, his all of his fingers are the same way. All right. Now the 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 positive thing is that he's not banging needles yet. He's just snorting. And again, like I said in my video, I do not endorse any kind of drug use at all. If you are in addiction, please seek professional help. Okay, I don't I don't endorse any drugs. Period. All I'm saying is that this guy is a professor at Columbia and Ivy League. You got to pay eighty grand a year to go there with room and board in New York City, and your professor of psychology, no less, could be a dope fiend. How do you feel about that? This is part of the reason why I say college is a scam. If I'm going to college and I'm spending that much money, I don't want to have my professor be a dope fiend. You right there, like 114th in New York City, you basically in Harlem. I go to 125th and talk to a real dope fiend right there on the street for the low, for the low low. Like I said, a chicken sandwich and a beer, I get all the info I need from a fiend, uh, an actual authentic I respect that guy that's on the street that's open with his drug use. Like, hey, man, I'm out here. This is what I'm doing. I ain't trying to hide. You know, if a guy on the street has a son and says, hey, I need a beer, I respect that. You being honest. But this guy is in denial. The guy on the street is not in denial. You know, if he's saying, I just need a beer, he's just keeping it all the way 1,000. This dude is like grifting on being a dope fiend. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, if you, if you go to Columbia, matter of fact, put it to you like this. If you're going to go to any school, vet the school first, look at, look at the professor rating sites and see what's going on. If you got any kind of odd behavior, you know, things that just ain't really quite right with your professor, you might not want to go there. If you're going to spend your money, make sure your money is spent properly. All right. That's just the bottom line of that. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Pterodactyl. I respect that. If you on the street, that's what you're doing. And you're not really shaming it. I'm not condoning the behavior. Don't get that twisted. But I respect it. Okay. I'm not going to be on the street like that. But if you're doing that and you're being honest, hey, man, that's that's good, man. As long as you ain't trying to run no game. Because a lot of these guys, um, one thing about people that are on drugs, like hard drugs, like heroin, like he is, they, they, they tell you a lie in a minute, in the heartbeat. They look you dead in the face and tell you a lie. I'm talking about... Uh, Oscar winning performance. Look, you dead in the eyes tell you a lie. They get five dollars. That's how they that's how they roll. And the people that are really honest, former addicts, they'll tell you. 
Then that, you know, I, I know people that are former addicts and they tell you straight. It was like, yeah, I wouldn't tell you any kind of lie to get what I want. Okay. Because some drugs, man, your, your mind ain't really right. But my, my question, well, it's kind of a rhetorical question. How are you able to still keep your job as a professor while you're actively on heroin and going on stage on TV, documentaries, YouTube's talking about it? Well, he black. He, he black. So, you know, I was reading an article and they're talking about racism. I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's going on. You know, I ain't want to judge him. I ain't want to judge him right away. But then when he brought up racism and then he was in documentary talking about racism and the cocaine era, how it hurt black. I'm like, okay, he's using the whole black card to keep his job. Because if you're openly using drugs and talking about it like that, you're not going to keep your job normally. If you work in that Taco Bell talking about you using drugs, you're going to get fired. So a Columbia, a Columbia professor, uh, the head of the site department, no. He's using the whole race thing. So imagine being so woke, you're going to keep drug addicts on your staff at an Ivy League. Don't waste your money, kids. If you're out there listening to me, about to go to college, don't waste your money, please. Vet your school before you go there. Don't spend too much money. Do things that are logical. Have a game plan. Don't wind up in Carl Hart's class. Having him preach to you talking about, yeah, drugs are good. Please don't. <laughs> That's all. So the moral of the story is, if you're going to go to college, vet where you go. And you might not even need to go to college at all. Go somewhere else. But I digress. All right. So thank you all again for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, please give me the thumbs up. I'd appreciate you if you did do that. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. <laughs> Shout out to my man Jericho Green for the donation. He says, some people unwind with T. He unwinds with the H. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, sir, talking about work-life balance. Okay, you can go golfing, fishing, play video games. You can hunt. You could do something. You know, you can, rake the, you can work on your car. I mean, you're going to snort. Come on. that That's not really how I would spend my evening, you know, unwinding. If I'm, you know, and then you a teacher. What are you really doing? But I'm kind of getting triggered. So I'll, I'll go ahead and just digress yet again. Um, let me see. Oh, Maxine Waters. Did you guys see Maxine Waters going after Wall Street bets and Reddit community? Maxine Waters. Like it was it was the biggest dog in, not that the biggest dog upon the show. That was the impeachment, the biggest dog and pony show. But this one was like a miniature dog and pony show with Maxine Waters trying to grill um, <laughs> Roaring Kitty from YouTube talking about stocks. Now, I think about Roaring Kitty is that he's an actual financial guy, has some um, he has some certifications. But at the end of the day, he's a guy in his basement on the YouTubes talking just like me and everybody else that talks on the YouTubes. So why are you trying to grill him? And he didn't do anything illegal. The The crazy part about the whole stock situation is that they can't get anybody on anything that they did because they didn't do anything. Okay. All that they did was talk about stocks. I like the stock. The stock is good. Jim Cramer does that. Charles Payne does that. Wall Street Journal. All kind of books and magazines and online publications and newsletters on the internet that you can get for free. They all say the same thing. Here's some good stocks. Here's a good investment. Here's a good fund. Jim Kramer has a call-in show where you can call him and ask about stocks. Hey, do you like this? Oh, yeah, sure, I do like that. You know, that's what Jim Kramer does. And that's fine, right? 
You can go on CNBC and talk bad about a stock or good about a stock. Elon Musk can put the Bitcoin symbol in his Twitter bio and pump the price by 20% of Bitcoin. He, he can raise Bitcoin by 15, 20% by a, a not, not, not even a tweet, but changing his profile on Twitter. He can effectively, quote unquote, manipulate the stock of Bitcoin. But you want to attack Roaring Kitty and Robin Hood and these guys? It makes no sense at all. Okay, and Maxine Waters is, it's funny how they have her as head of the financial services board because her husband did something funny because he was on the board of the bank and there was some weird things happening with that, but that's a different story. Uh, they do the same thing with Eric Swalwell. You, you get put on the, what's it, the foreign intel committee, but you had a whole Chinese spy in your bedroom. What's going on with that? But again, I move on. It was weird seeing the whole dog and pony show. They're trying to grill him and nothing was going to come from that. They didn't do anything wrong. There's nothing to see here. It wasn't even it was it was no point of a lawyer even being present because they don't have anything. They have nothing. Nothing at all. So yeah, that was a good Jim Cameron voice. I'm glad you appreciate it, Jim Cameron voice. Yeah. But it was nothing. It, it's all optics. It's just saying, hey, we're gonna attack these guys because some guys lost their shirt. If you invest in stocks and you lose your shirt, that's just part of the game. It's not even a matter of it being your fault or not. That's just the game. It can happen to anybody. You can make all the right moves and lose your shirt. If you're going to put all your chips on black and it doesn't work, then it is what it is. You can invest in a, a very good stock, very bad stock. It might have a down day, up day, whatever. If you lose and you lose, go out of business, whatever it is, stock plummets. That's just the fact of life. You know, if you don't want to do all that, hire a stock broker and let, and let and have them take care of it. But they might they might rob you. I mean, who knows? At the end of it, the whole thing was unnecessary. They're going after the wrong guys. Robin Hood, it was really simple. It didn't, it didn't have any more money to make the actor the, the, the actual trades go through. It, it ran out of money. That's plain and simple. It's what it's an open and shut case. Ain't no point in trying to grill the man. Now, was it good that they did that? No, but they had no choice. What you want to do? It was a flawed business model. And also the mechanisms behind stocks and you got to wait two days. That's also flawed. So it was it was nothing that could have been done in that situation. You know, it, it is what it is. Well, I, I think the, the bigger thing here is that they don't want the regular normies, the so-called retail investors to get into the stock market and make any kind of moves and, you know, moving and shaking. They don't want that to happen. They want it to be for the big boys with the big dogs. So on one hand, you got to do a dog and pony show to, you know, attack people because they're like the person to blame. You know, Melvin Capital, not any other hedge funds, Melvin Capital, Robinhood, not any other broker that stopped trading at that same time, just Robinhood and then Rowan Kitty. Not anybody else on uh, Wall Street bets, not any other prominent figure on Wall Street bets, just Rowan Kitty. Because they have big profiles. They were the most popular. We're going to do a dog and pony show featuring them. All right. But meanwhile, you got the hedge funds doing whatever they do. Guys out here shifting, you know, the Bernie Madoff of the world. That's what he was doing. You know, billions of dollars just fleeced. Eh, no, ain't no big deal. It's kind of how it works, huh? Yeah, so shout out to Bitcoin, Dogecoin, uh, Ethereum jumping right now. I can say that. I can say that I like Bitcoin. Why can't I say I like Bitcoin? How can they how can they regulate this? They can't put a genie back in the bottle now. They can't tell me I can't say 
that I like Bitcoin or I don't like Bitcoin or I like this stock or I like that stock. If I can't say that I like Bitcoin, then neither can Jim Cramer or Peter Schiff or Charles Payne or anyone else on the Internet, so on television, on radio or anywhere, not even in public. I can't even say that at Chick-fil-A. I can't even be in a line and say, hey, I like Dogecoin to the young lady at the at the jank taking my order. All right. So thank you all for being here. I got super chats on deck. I'm going to read those right quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, physical silver. That's always going to be good because it has industrial value. Same thing with gold. Um, you know, people could say that it has no currency value and it may not. But if everything is operating properly, physical silver and physical gold are good to have because when people need that for industrial reasons, it's definitely going to jump. It's going to jump. You're going to have a lot of these things manufactured. Uh, it's definitely going to be, I'll say silver is a good long-term investment. You know, definitely a good long-term physical silver. To get it, like, actually sent to your house, like, bars or coins, however they do it. I have silver coins. I don't have a gold bar yet. I need that, though. Put it in Fort Knox, because that's, that's empty anyway, but that's a different story. <laughs> Jericho Green says... Don't you dare tell me that there's no such thing as reincarnation because James Brown came back as Congresswoman from L.A. <laughs> Shout out to Maxine Waters. That's yeah, that, that's definitely James Brown reincarnate because them wigs ain't nothing but the James Brown collection. You know, you got the Steve Harvey collection of suits. She has a James Brown collection of wigs. Big facts. All right. Oh, and shout out to Joe Biden talking about black folks can't use the Internet. That was crazy. That that made its way around some of the black areas of the internet. I think that I know how to use the internet. I'm doing a whole live stream here. But hey, it is what it is. We got super chats on deck. Let me get to those right quick. And thank y'all again for joining. Shout out to Apple who says, Queen Latifah TV show Equalizer, Everted ABL. Uh, I've not watched the actual TV show. I've seen the the, the trailer for it a few times. And I'm not convinced that she can run from an explosion like that. Okay. I did, running from an explosion, that pretty much killed the vibe. It killed the immersion. I was not convinced, not in the least bit. Shout out to Mr. Wombat who says, Liberal Hive Minds channel, shout it out. You're dunking on Chunk Yoga of the Young Derps, chirping about Texas. That was so great to see, but I digress. Keep up the great work. Yeah. Shout out to Liberal Hive Mind on the YouTubes. I saw that. You guys sent me a few emails about that one right there. Matter of fact, I'll pull up the tweet in question for you guys so you can see what I'm talking about. Hold on one second. Because um, it got it got mentioned a few times. Oh, there it is right there. Yeah, and when he mentioned it on his channel, Liberal Half Mind, it, it kind of blew up a little bit more than what it was. Because the original tweet from Chunt Yogurt, a.k.a. Chunt Yogurt from Young Turks, was... Hold on, let me pull it up right quick. Only upside of Texas power outages is people like at Joe Rogan, who were so proud to leave California and move to Texas, freezing their ASSSES off. They said they wanted less government. Congrats. Mission accomplished. I hope you're not asking the government to come help you. Hashtag freedom. And here's my response to it. You must have forgotten about the California power company, PG&E, pleading guilty to 84 counts of involuntary manslaughter from the 2018 wildfires from the campfire. Yeah, they pled guilty to 84 counts of voluntary manslaughter. So, I mean, what are we talking about here? I think that one power company did 
worse than the other one. When you're talking about, you know, human tragedy and loss, but I'll move on. All right. I think they had set the fire accidentally and it spread and it was a wildfire. Killed a lot of different people. Yeah, that was a mess. 2018, it was crazy. People were losing their homes and their life. All right. Let me see. Vicky Wilson says, hi, ABL. We're in Texas. We made it through. Thank you for telling the truth, staying strong, and standing up to the hypocrisy and the lies of the left. Ain't no problem. Thank you for your, your donation and your very kind words. Yeah. I'm always standing up for the truth because the truth defends itself. I can talk about the truth, but the truth is always going to be what it is. Shout out to Rick D. Election who says, we need to amass disinformation tax on Google and Facebook right now. Hey, it's a good point. Apu says, ABL, President Biden says that you can't work the internet, but you actually build your own computers. Comments are black folk fed up with this bigotry. I mean, a lot of us that are awake don't like the bigotry, but some of us are still kind of sleeping and we're not really paying attention. <laughs> we're not paying attention, but I've been fed up with it for a long time. So I can't work the internet, but I come from these low income areas, right? But I still know how to read. Like, I'm not coming from a jungle. I know how to read. I know how to work the internets. You know, I got put on it at an early age. Back in the day, my mom put me on DOS. So I know how to do the internets a little bit. But that's just, that's Joe Biden, though. Poor kids, just as smart as white kids. Put y'all back in chains. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. That's Joe Biden. So I'm not surprised at what he said. That's just what he does. And every time I say Joe Biden's a racist, those left want to defend him. Oh, he's not racist. Look at your price. Look at look at Trump. He's a racist. They can't name anything racist that Trump has said. But when I point out the obvious cases of Biden saying things that are racist, they want to totally ignore it. You know, it's just that, you know, it, it's it's that it's that mentality. You can't get off the plantation. Matthew says, I never seen work life balance so corrupted as quoted by Professor Carl Hart. He's a character straight up from Chappelle's show. These universities aren't convincing me to give them the money. Exactly. I mean, that's not a very convincing thing. Hey, come to Columbia where the professor smokes uh, crack. <laughs> I, that's not very convincing. All right. I'm not trying to see my professor in the hallway, you know, tooting up. I don't want to see that. You know, if you if you are in the hallway getting geeked up, I'm in the wrong place. OK, I'm going to go the other direction. Magamaniac says, don't mess with Texas. There you go. Yolanda K says, oh, thank you for your donation, Yolanda. I appreciate you. Shout out to TSMS Space. TSM Space, who says, what could be more racist than training that different races should do, do things differently? Exactly. It, that, it very racist. Have everybody be on the same page on one accord. Not, okay, if you're white, do this. If you're black, do that. Very good point. Thank you to Lee Mori for your do for, for, for coming to ABL supporter. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Jericho who says you can't dabble in heroin. <laughs> Woka Cola is a doo-doo. You're right about that. You cannot just dabble in it. <laughs> That's not really how that works. I mean, if, if you if you touching it, you you in it. If if you're using it, you're using it. Ain't gonna be no dabbling. It ain't like, you know, drinking sweet tea or nothing like that, but we'll move on. Shout out to Robert for becoming an ABL supporter. Thank you to Laura Reeves who says, I've been meaning to kick my diet coat habit anyway. Coca-Cola is about to learn. Get woke, go broke. There you go. Lewis from Spain says, now that you're a week away from the 2000 videos, I've been surfing through the first ones. 
I get 50k subs with family photos later a funny fact okay I forgot about that one and I have more photos to show you guys I got a lot of pictures you know I got some in the mail from my uncle the other day I got a lot of good pictures that I've not shown Lewis from Spain says four years and one day ago your super chat started third one was from a girl named T now she makes you the T take care of her you have to refund her ah there you go <laughs> thank you man hey that's a really good observation right there. Thank you. Byron says, what are your thoughts on hate crimes against Asians because of the terms Trump said Kung flu and China virus caused it to happen from CNBC? Wow, really? <laughs> and you know what? I saw um, an article. Well, it wasn't the article, like the actual link. It was a screenshot of an article where in San Francisco, by the way, in San Fran, California, they're talking about uh, black-owned Asian hate crime in 2010. So this is before <laughs> Trump. This is during Obama and not far removed from Bush. This is an old thing. There's a whole music video about um, home invading Asians. It's called, it's called Meet the Flockers by YG. If you see it on YouTube, I'm not saying go see it, but it's probably there. It's called Meet the Flockers. It's a step-by-step -step process on how to home invade and rob Asians. I'm not lying. It's a rap song. This is the same guy that said F Donald Trump. So you already know what time it is. All right. This has been going on for a very long time. Asians were targeted. I mean, go back to the LA riots. All right. And the rooftop Koreans. They weren't, they weren't there for no reason. They were there for a particular reason. The LA riots started because of black and Asian conflict in LA. You know, because there was this girl that had got shot, I think, or she, yeah, she got shot by the Koreans because she was stealing or something like that. It, it, it's, it's a long history with them. Go back to the movies where, what was that, in Menace of Society, where Old Dog robs the Korean person and, and kills him. And then he has a tape of it and he's going around town playing it. This is an old, old thing going on. This goes way back. As far as you had blacks and Asians being together, on the left coast especially, this is old. Now, as far as, um, yes, Boomhauer, a song, Meet the Flockers. Matter of fact, I'm, I'll play it, but I'm going to play no audio. Because you got to see what I'm talking about. And this is six years ago. So this is not old at all. Oh, here's a, here's a, um, a headline, Meet the Flocker music video leads to a fatal home invasion in Georgia. One dead. This is four years ago. So this is in 2016 before Trump got elected. And hold on. Now, here's what I'm talking about as far as the video. This is in 2015 where it was re-uploaded. Again, before Trump even ran January 2015. Right. So they're talking about. Hold on. Matter of fact, can I play? Can I put captions on? So they're in their house. They're casing it. He's at, he's at the door, knocking on the door. See if it's anybody, if anybody's home. That's what they do. And then right around town, going from house to house. This is in L.A. All right. So it is what it is. Matter of fact, I'm going to read some of the lyrics. Uh, 
Okay, first you find that house and scope it out. Hold on, matter of fact, I put it on the screen so you guys can see it. First, find a house and scope it out. Find a Chinese neighborhood because they don't believe bank accounts. Second, find you a crew and a driver. Someone ring the doorbell and it's someone that ain't scared to do what it do. Third, you pull up at the spot, park, watch, ring the doorbell and knock. Four, make sure nobody is home. They gun okay, it's on. Don't be scared. N-word, you're in now. If the police come, you're going to find out who your friends now. So it's it's a home invasion step by step talking about Chinese people specifically. How is that Trump's fault at all? This is before you get elected, 2015. So it is what it is. Thank you for tea. And that's just kind of how that is. All right. So yeah, this this these these are things that are so old. That's like trying to blame racism on Trump. It's like, man, come on. That's been around since the dawn of man. But anyway. Um, shout out to matter of fact, I'm gonna do a video on that about the whole black and Asian thing. I'm gonna do a video on that. AM says, I, I, I just see you in the White House. Hey, man, might have to be in the White House. Hopefully, so. Charles Hunter Jr. says, Most challenges in uni colleges, universities, or communist indoctrination centers, a better option would be a trade school or a school like Hillsdale. Rural Republican says, Why do you? think the left gets away with so much because they control everything. The left can do pretty much whatever they want because they control everything. They control the mainstream media. They control the government. They control academia. They control corporations. They control everything. For the most part, they're trying to control the internet too. There's a battle right there, the internet. Because there's so many of us that are on here talking about conservative things. They want to try to, it's like a civil war going on right now on the internet. We're talking about content and being able to get it out. So they have so much control. That's why they're able to do pretty much whatever, because they don't get there's no kind of publicity over it. There's no punishment for it. It's up to us to really make the issue be known. A lot of times things happen because we make so much noise that nobody can ignore it. Not even those that are just regular numbers on the left. Everybody sees it. If we're talking about Cuomo and nursing homes, everybody sees what's going on with that. So it can't really be ignored. Then they got to act. If we didn't really just end up and say, hey, this is this is crazy. It's too much then there probably wouldn't be anything going on at all with that, in my humble opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, shout out to Kobe, who says, trying to call, one ring didn't cut off. I'll get to the calls in a moment. Y'all just hang tight, boss. Mike versus everyone says, ex-dope fiend here, clean seven years. Congratulations, sir. I'm not saying that, just trying to be funny. Congrats, sir. Stay clean. You are spot on about that professor. Heroin and bath sarts aren't recreational drugs. He'll lose everything soon. Exactly. He's dipping his toe in the fire and he's going to get burned. That's just what it is. These drugs, he can't, he thinks he has control over it. That's called denial. Thank you to Abby who says, if y'all want a good laugh, go watch ABL's live debate stream. Don't ever use the word smart with me. Trump, Trump, uh, ABL's face, priceless. <laughs> Shout out to LW says, if my professor said he tried Coke. He better follow that up by saying Pepsi is better. There you go. Kobe says, a Trump supporter that is for abortion, please answer my call or talk about it for us. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure who he's talking about. Uh, Charles says, a lot of this far left SJW nonsense really took off and came out into the open under comrade Barry Sortoro. He wasn't joking about trying to fundamentally transform America. There you go. Thank you to Lee who says, glad to be here. Thanks. I appreciate you, boss. 
And shout out to Rickety Wrecked who says, unfortunately, crimes against Asians is still the same as before Trump was president. I'm Asian. Nothing changed because of the word Kung Flu. Exactly. E exactly. This has been an ongoing thing that's been a, a, an issue for a while. The Kung Flu stuff didn't make no difference at all. Okay. I mean, if the China virus made a difference, then why didn't the Hong Kong flu make a difference? Because that was a thing before Trump came into office. But I guess that's fine. I guess that's all right. Uh, the bird flu, avian flu. I mean, you know, everything is Trump's fault. Everything is Trump's fault. If it's cloudy, rainy, sunshiny, it doesn't matter. Blame Trump. Okay. If it's good, it's bad. If, if, if anything is bad or could be perceived as bad, even if it's good, Trump's the reason why it happened. All right. So... Time for the calls. You guys on the drill. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And let's fire up Skype right quick. If it wants to work right, that'd be great. And hopefully we get everything going smooth. Let me get my settings together. Let's get rocking and rolling again. 434-658-1220. Already on the line, 262, who am I speaking to? ABL, what's going on? Everything's all right, man. What's happening? Yeah, I just wanted to let you know that Corn Pop's a bad dude. I got more hair than anybody. <laughs> Shout out to no, Corn I'm Pop. I'm just kidding with you, man. <laughs> yeah, Corn Pop was a bad dude, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I'm, starting to think, I'm starting to think that that old geriatric man actually made that up. He probably did. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he probably did. He's talking about wrapping chains around him because they were threatening him and stuff, and he, he made up that whole story, and I don't know. It's a pretty good one. I like that speech, though. I got to give I got to give that old uh, dead man his credit. Right, no doubt. I don't know. I don't know if that – yeah, yeah. But I was just wondering, uh, <clears throat> 262 here, by the way. Shout out to 262-414, Wisconsin. All righty. I was wondering – how ominous do you think it is that the razor wire around the Capitol is still there and it's probably going to be there indefinitely? And I know, I know dang well that you know what that word means and how drunk Pelosi is wanting these 50 cals around for protection. You know, it's, it's, it's really crazy. It's, it's, it's all about intimidation. It's intimidation, period, because there's, a, there's, no, there's a reason for that. I've been in D.C. many times. And ain't, ain't no need. It don't need to have that. Ain't gonna be no real problems. You know, there, there's all kind of BLM stuff. They they painted an area for BLM to be at in a riot, and there's no, you know, security around there. It's it, it's no need. It's just to intimidate Trump supporters, to intimidate Republicans and conservatives, and it's like a memorial so we don't forget about the whole thing that happened and make it be deeper than what it was. That's all. It ain't nothing else other than that. And like you said. We're talking about indefinitely, that means pretty much forever. For as long as they're in the office, as long as they can keep it up, they're going to keep it up. Yeah, I hear you on that one. I, I just wondered, uh, how, how paranoid do you think they are, though, about about the reason why they're putting that stuff up? Because that, that, that to me, that's kind of scary, what's happening in this country right now. The fact that they have to have all the security, all these National Guard and then they're sitting there disrespecting the National Guard and sending them all these different ways and making them sleep in, uh, you know, places where there's one bathroom, parking garages and such like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. It's to, to, to me, it, to me, it's a disgrace. I mean, it's, it's not even paranoia. They know that it's not going to be in, in a threat. It's all about just how it looks to people. It's trying to send a message and trying to intimidate people. It's not even for their own security. You know, they got pretty good security already, personal security around them, speaking about Pelosi, all them. So ain't no point in having the guard down there. And the the, the gate with the barbed wire, there's no, there's no need at all for that. They don't, that, that's not really an actual concern in the least bit. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your opinion, man. Well, I, ho I hope you make your way to the White House one of these days, brother. Hopefully so, man. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Have a good night. Yeah, I mean, they got this whole thing with the razor wire. It's like, okay, even around the White House, you don't have that. You got just a fence, a tall fence. That's it. So they can put the same thing around the Capitol, and it'll be fine. And, and what's more important to protect, the White House or the Capitol? You tell me. Okay, they can put the same kind of fence they got around the White House, and they'd be put totally fine. And nobody really going to be able to scale that. Not for real. Not, not before they were apprehended. But they got razor wire. I'm talking like it's a penitentiary. Why? There's no need. All right. Let's get to the next one here. All right, Paula, who am I speaking to? Hey, Brian. This is uh, James. I'm in Texas. All right, man. Uh, so how, how are things out there? Well, things are all back to normal now. Lost power for 14 hours. Uh, had some, you know, really cold temperatures. Lost water for 36 hours, but had a wood stove, and I'm fine. Collected water when I needed it. Just doing things like normal. Well, that, that's good. I'm glad that everything's, you know, uh, back to normal because, you know, it was it was pretty bad there from what I was seeing for a while. So, but I'm, I'm glad you, you you're pretty much good to go. Yeah, I didn't try to get out on the roads when it was icy, so. Only got out on the roads a little later when it was slush. Okay, but, uh, good. Man, Trump, man, Trump brought all that 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 uh, that cold air down, huh? He he's like God. He can do everything, right? Yeah, right. You know, cold air, snow, wind, rain, hurricane. He could do it all. I mean, that's what. Yeah, he left blames him for everything. Why not blame him for the cold snap? That's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. This. Uh, woke culture thing going on i think what we need to do with this is hey everybody just challenge it like when you get in there you challenge it you walk out and say well, go ahead fire us and then we'll sue you we will sue you for wrongful termination and that will stop this right away because oh we don't want to pay out any of this money to any of these people suing us for firing them for not taking this training Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That is definitely a good point. But see, a lot of people, unfortunately, believe in this already before they even get trained. So, you know, I, I think I want to know how many people don't want to have this thing be taught to them. Is it the majority, the minority? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell nowadays. I think a lot of people just sit there and take it because, oh, I don't want to make waves. Yeah. And you need to make waves. Right. Well, I'll let you go. Have a nice day. And uh, the salt must flow. There you go. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you, boss. All right, let's get to the next call. Let's go. 304, you don't allow who I'm speaking to. 
Um, this is Barbara. All right, what's going on? Um, I was actually wondering if you may have watched Tucker Carlson yesterday. Um, there was some interesting things about what's been taught in our school systems now, and it's frightening. He referenced um, the pedagogy of the oppressed and how they're going down that road of just trying to do more racial division and things like that. And and half the parents don't even realize what's going on because it's kind of like, you know, they don't really read the whole lesson plans and everything. But I just wonder what your thoughts is on that. Well, I did not see what Tucker had put on his show last night, but I've seen a lot of that type of stuff going on in lesson plans, talking about, you know, race and basically critical race theory at a very early age, you know, um, elementary school, middle school, high school. And mm -hmm. it's, it's too much. The, the one thing I did see was that list that they sent to the parents at the New York school, the eight levels of whiteness. I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was really crazy. Yes. And it, and it was, um, in Seattle, I think they were teaching, uh, black life matter, um, lesson plan and something about how they were teaching the students why the need for the black lives matter movement occurred and stuff like that. It's like, it's all brainwashing. It's not factual. And I'm just, I'm afraid that parents are going to be blindsided by this. And these children are going to grow up to believe something that's not actually the truth. And I just don't know, you know, how people are going to get a handle on this. Yeah, one thing about it, parents got to be really involved with the school system, whether it's going to, they still have PTA meetings, whether it's, you know, reviewing all the child's work and talking to them about what happened in school and understanding what's going on because they may think it's going there, you know, learning how to read, learning how to do maths, just, you know, advancing their education, but they're also being brainwashed. And a lot of times they may not know it because they're not really asking the proper questions to get the information out of the child. So, I think yeah. this is kind of a wake-up call to those that are kind of just relying on the school system to not rely on them so much and take more of what the child learns into their own hands. Right. Yes, I have a three-year-old granddaughter, and I'm, like, freaking out. Like, I ain't trying to send her to public school right now. I want to try to get her into, like, homeschooling or something like that because I don't want her to be brainwashed, you know, because they're, they're starting this stuff in K through 5, and that's just unreal. It used to be in the college age children, which was, you know, bad enough, but they're starting it earlier and earlier. And it's just like, this has got to stop somewhere because there's just too much confusion going on. Right on. Absolutely. 100%. And I think you're going to see more homeschooling. That's going to be the wave of the future. More and more of that because public schools just doing way too much with all the brainwashing and, and beyond the brainwashing, it's not even a good education. A lot of these kids are graduating and can't read at all. 18 years old with no ability to read. How is that possible when they go to school? Because it's not a good education. So I think homeschool is going to be the way for the future. Exactly. And it's like the teachers are being, um, you know, forming an alliance, I guess, is one way that you might could put it to be like pushing their political agenda on children rather than, you know, let's teach them the basics that are, they're supposed to be learning at school. And it's just, it's just getting really sad. I mean, I can't believe that just in the few years, I guess, since my son's been graduated, how much things have changed. And I'm, I'm just worried. And I'd like to encourage you and all anybody who is a free thinker and, you know, do your research, 
check into what's going on at your schools, you know, encourage your family members and everybody because we have to stand up against this or we're going to come to a place where our children are going to be so confused they're not going to know what's going on. Exactly, 100%. Well, thank you. You have a great evening. I thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Somebody said, how is homeschool better? Well, you're not going to be held to the you're not you're not gonna have the lesson plan that comes down from the teachers union a lot of it is just woke stuff and brainwashing and all kind of things you're gonna get a better education also because a lot of times public school just push you through oh you can't read you can't write oh so what go to the next grade ain't no point in failing you at a certain point you just get pushed through the system so it's not a good education a lot of people graduate with no ability to read they did not really doing math well algebra one is a challenge so they graduate functionally illiterate. So what's the point? Now they have certain um, things that have been passed in certain states. I think West Virginia did it. I forget where else did it. But they will allow the child to be funded rather than the system. So if you want to do a uh, home or a charter, you can go use the state money that would go to that child in the school for that particular school you want to go to. I'm kind of getting that wrong a little bit, but that's generally how it is. All right. And that's going to be the wave of the future. The public school system is kind of it's kind of a decaying model in many parts of the country. All right, Carl, you want to speak? Who I'm speaking to on Skype? Hey, Anthony. What's happening? Hi, this is Denny. Denny from New York. Thanks for taking the call. No problem. I uh, just wanted to thank you for everything that you do and really appreciate all the hard work, and uh, I listen to to you all the time, and just want to thank you for um, imparting wisdom to us. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you. I wanted to uh, something on, that's been weighing on my heart for a while. Um, I I used to be a Democrat. I voted for Obama in two thousand and eight. Um, I didn't vote for him in. 2012 or Trump in 16, but I voted for Trump in 2020. And um, I used to think that the Democrats were just um, um, blissfully ignorant about the, the, the real issues that pertain to the betterment of um, black Americans. But now I start to think that they actually they actually hate minorities and they, they actually hate um, black Americans because just look at this immigration bill that is making its way through Congress. It's going to allow upwards of 11, maybe 25 million people from South America to come in here and take jobs primarily from minorities, you know, minority communities, not just black Americans, but also Hispanic Americans. And I just don't see how that's good for uh, black Americans. I, I think it's going to create a potentially permanent underclass of people in this country. And what, what, what are our obligation as a country to the 3 million plus African American kids living in poverty? Why, why is our obligation to them less than the, the illegal um, 
South American coming in? Why, why is our obligation to Americans less than non-Americans? Why, why is America put last? Why isn't American, why don't Americans come first? And I just don't understand, you know, I hear that the, um, in 2020, the black vote in these key um, cities and the, the key swing states, you know, like Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Atlanta, Detroit, you know, they came out in a huge way and made a difference for Biden. But I, I just don't see how, I, I, don't, I don't understand why they voted. If that's true, what, what do they see in the Democratic Party? Like, they, they, these people hate minorities. They hate Americans. And what they're doing is so damaging. And uh, it, it just... It just grieves me, and it's so upsetting. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I think that they don't really care about anything other than gaining their power. I mean, the constituents don't really make a difference. We saw what AOC did with Amazon and her neighborhood. Not sure why that was a yep. good thing. You got you know millions of dollars and a lot of jobs on the line. Just ran it away because it's all about how things look. It's all about trying to gain votes. It's all about trying to further their careers. They'll do anything to advance their careers. That's really what it is. People try, try, they're trying to chase fame. They're trying to get attention. It's not really about those that they were elected to represent. So if it hurts black folks, then so what? They don't care because they're able to get more votes. If they're able to get the illegal aliens in and get 30 million more illegal people that are now legal who can vote and do all that, they figure they probably would get 70% at the bare minimum of that vote. So that'll just push them into power for a very long time. And if it creates an underclass of black folks, then so be it. That's the way it is right now in their cities. Look at Chicago. Chicago is not a dangerous city in the entire city. It's only bad in certain spots in the, in the minority, so-called minority neighborhoods. Go out north, it's all good. So what's going on with that? This is a liberal area. Same thing in San Francisco, Los Angeles, you name it. So they don't really care too much about the, the, you know, the minority people or whatever. It's all about just trying to maintain power. Yeah, and and I understand the the historical grievance that that uh, minorities feel that there's a history of racism in this country. There's a lot of wrongs in the past, but we can't fix past wrongs with future wrongs. And I remember there's a there's a white lady who called in to a show a couple of weeks ago, and you know she's she's um, admitted that she's you know not wealthy, she's poor, and but she said I don't understand why. Just because I'm white, I should confess that I am a white supremacist racist because I don't feel that way. And I just feel that a lot of black Americans are getting conned by the, the Democrats into going along with this narrative that uh, and supporting the narrative that all white people are racist just because they're white. Because I, I bet you there are tons of white folks who are poor and not racist and don't feel that way and what's going to happen in 20 30 years when you know these kids who are you know 10 11 12 they they see what's happening they're white kids they live um in poor parts of the country and they feel the grievance and what does that do to you know race relationships in the, in the next 20 30 years it's only going to get worse and that's what the democrats want is that they want to divide people they want to you know, cause these resentments and divide people and make 
make them do what they want, make them do what they want, which is to export jobs overseas, is to continue their globalist agenda of a controlled decline of this country, a controlled decline of America. That's what they want to enrich themselves. That's right. And if it means, and if if it means that they they can divide people, they make people feel resentful towards each other. If they they um, accuse others of people of being racist, that's they weaponize racism as a, a tactic to divide people. And I just don't, I just can't see how. Why do people not see what they're doing? I mean, people see what they want to see. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I understand, man. But I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you. Bye bye. Yeah, I feel where he's coming from. It's like it's frustrating. People don't see what's going on. They don't see what's happening to them. But not everybody's awake. I mean, people are still kind of in the matrix, stuck in their pride. They've not woken up yet. Unknown caller, you know, who am I speaking to? Oh, hi. My name is Marianne. I'm from Jersey. All right. What's going on? Hi. How are you tonight? Thank you for picking up the phone. I didn't think I'd get through. I love your show. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you. Um, I called because I was very upset about what I saw going on with Coca-Cola. Um, very surprised at what's going on with this country. It's very sad. Um, it's not what our parents and grandparents fought for in any way, shape, or form. Not at all. And it's sad. It's very sad. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And, you know, this is happening a lot, not just with them and Coca-Cola, but all over the place. Sometimes they do small mom and pop type shops or bigger corporations. It's a little bit of everywhere. And people don't even know what's happening. Sometimes it just kind of goes on it's a surprise and then all of a sudden now you're faced with this brainwashing and some people are not really strong enough and they buy into it unfortunately they do actually i have a friend that's in alaska and he had sent me the information about coca-cola and i thought what 10 years ago five years ago that would have never existed not in any way shape or form and to see what's going on, you know, I look at the younger generation, I look at what's going on, and I'm, I don't know what we're doing to them, but I do know for conservatives to fight back not, and not literally fight, we've got to learn to educate ourselves with shows like yours because we're not going to get it from mainstream media at all. Um, and we've got to be smarter about things because... It was like a landslide that came on for the past four years for what when Trump went into office, as opposed to what he got derailed to do. One of the reasons why I voted for him, I don't have children, but for the next generation, we need jobs in this country desperately, even before the pandemic. And he just got derailed from any of that. That was part of what he wanted to do. And. It was just, let's just take him away from what his role was and the things he wanted to do to bring back America. People from a middle-aged generation understand. We lived through the oil embargo um, when monopolies got changed through technology, and some of these things are good. However, what's going on now, 
it's scary. It's scary that this country could very well easily get taken over and turned to communism if more and more people don't open up their eyes and don't get involved and don't try to educate themselves. And the best way we can learn to expand conservatism is to start educating ourselves more and get people in office that don't have past histories, that they can go forward, argue the points that need to be argued, and grasp the the public. That's right. Absolutely. I just think that, um, you know, you take a look around and it's beyond the pandemic. You say, what just happened? What just happened? And we, we, we've got to get back out there. We've got elections coming up in two years. More and more people need to get involved and pay attention to what's going on. Absolutely. And that's pretty much what I wanted to call and talk about. Well, I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Oh, yes. And I'll call back again next week and the week after that. So, And I thank everybody for um, contributing to your podcast. You've got an excellent show. Keep up the great work. It's, it's very much appreciated. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate you. Okay. Have a wonderful evening to you and everybody listening. All right, same Make to it you. a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Let's get to a few more here. And let's go. Five eight six on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello. All right. What's going on? Hi. This is Colby from Michigan. Uh, All righty. What we got? What we got going on? We got a cat meowing in the background. But I have a question. <laughs> I've been trying to ask you for months. I've been trying to get through and. I come from a very feminist background. Uh-oh. And I was I was raised taught that abortion was okay. Okay, so I still feel that today. But I just want to get your opinion on I am a Trump supporter through and through. My husband is. I am I was in the Marine Corps like it's just something. What do you have to speak to the people who were raised by women who were raised in the '60s and '50s um, that taught their daughters to be feminists? Um, that think abortion. I don't have any children, by the way, and I've never had an abortion. But I still feel like inside of me, it's like I have to fight for that. And it's just, I never hear any Trump supporter speak on it. I just hear, I'm like, I'm a fan of Brandon. I'm a fan of Candace. I just want to hear somebody speak on it, like my generation. Okay, so your question is, basically, you want me to convince you that abortion is not okay, basically? No, I don't want you to convince me. I just, I want to speak to the... Tons of Trump supporters that I know that are okay with abortion, but that are not necessarily religious, but they are Trump supporters and they value, that might be the one off, right? That's the one off, but I never hear anybody speak about it. Nobody ever talks about it. And I always feel like everybody talks about God and 
and and I'm I want to get more into that. I want to do it. I want to I want to be there. But necessarily, we weren't raised like that, and we feel a little bit ostracized. Like we're that generation that of females. I'm maybe males too, but I can only speak to myself. Well, I tell you this. I'm, I'm I saying, was I'm, raised. I was raised being told your body, your choice, but everything else is in line. But that one thing, and I don't ever hear anybody talk about it. I only hear like, oh, if you're for God, if you're for Jesus, like if you're religious, you will never think this way. And I'm like, but I, I do. Like, where's that person that's talking to me? I don't want to be convinced. I just want to be related to. I mean, well, okay, I'm not, I'm not in favor of abortion, but I'm not religious, so I can't yeah, relate. Yeah, I'm not in favor of it. I'm not in favor of it, but I don't condemn it. Like I wouldn't condemn somebody. Who, I wouldn't condemn somebody who did it because I'm not in their shoes. Okay, now I'm gonna tell you this: I'm not religious, but I don't, I don't think it should be legal. I think it should be illegal. I don't condone it. I'm not abortion. I'm totally out. So. I can't talk to you about relating to you, but what I can do is say that if that's, if that's what if that's what you believe in, I can disagree with you on it, and it's fine. I don't have to hate you for it. You know, like some things you're not going to agree with us on all the way. There's some things that I believe right. in that others others don't believe in that voted for Trump. It's not a matter of well, if you feel that way, then you can't vote Trump. Sure, you can vote Trump. It's fine. I don't, I don't have to agree with you. We don't have to be you know 100 locked up with every issue. I'm not even 100 locked up. There, I think there's a lot of people my age well, that okay. are okay with abortion that voted for Trump that nobody ever talks about, and they're like they're also a silent majority. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how many people actually nobody ever talks. Nobody oh. ever talks about it. Okay, well, I'm not really sure how many of you are out there, but I think it's up to you guys. There's a that... lot, I think. Okay, let me let me just get it out. I think. You guys that feel that way should speak up for yourselves because I can't speak for you because I don't believe the same thing you believe. But if you guys I know are it. out there, but we're looking towards you because you guys I, are so but, amazing. Yeah, You're already speaking out. I know it. I, so it's it's up to you guys to speak up for yourselves. If you know if that's what if that's what you believe, and I think um, Tommy Lauren has said that actually, you know what that is. Has she? Yeah, she said that she. Um, I didn't think she. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you what she said. She said that. Okay. Um. Well. If I believe that the government can't take my guns, then they can't control my body. Something like that. That's what she said. Now, she's yeah. like... No, now she, I didn't hear her say that. She said it. No, and I like her. Right. So maybe she's the person that you need to be looking to. I can't help you with that. because that's not push her a little bit further. <laughs> hey, if, if that's what you want, because me, it's not going to happen. But maybe her, because she said something like that, that might be... I mean, I don't want to push it. I just want to speak for the people that might... I mean, I'm not saying I am or I... I'm not. I just know how I was raised. And I was raised by a female bone surgeon and a female, uh, well, I, I put it in layman's terms, somebody who delivers babies, but two women doctors. And they were like, your body, your choice, you can do it. And I was like, yeah, yeah. And then I joined the Marine Corps. And then I got out of the Marine Corps. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to do men's work. I <laughs> I got out of the Marine Corps and realized that I wanted to be a woman. So so you realize so you realize feminism. So you realize feminism is no and, good for you, right? No, it's no good. It's no good for anybody. Like I realized I went through hell. 
And I, I couldn't say, oh, I have an ache and a pain here because they would blame it on me being a woman. Or, I mean, there's, it's, it's so deep. So, so, I, so the next step would be the abortion thing. You might change your heart on that. Who knows? I'm not saying that you should or you shouldn't. I say maybe yeah, you should. I mean, I don't want but you might, you might change your heart on that one, too. You I, never know. You never know. Yeah. As, long, as long as you are in the conservative sphere. I just sphere. never hear anybody speak on it. I just never hear anybody speak on the, the person who is not, you know, a complete Catholic. Not nah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Who is I'm, I'm, I'm a, in the 80s. Like, there's I got to talk now. Caller, listen to me now. Okay. Now, okay. I'm going to come to you just as person that's not religious i'm not gonna, i ain't gonna be like guy all this i'm not i'm not gonna do that because that's not me i'm gonna just say i'm gonna talk about it from the scientific point of view you know so that's how i would approach okay. the whole situation i'm not going to agree with you in your stance but i won't come at it from the level of condemnation from a religious point of view i'm gonna just say that scientifically it is not a good thing to do that's how i would come at it you know you could disagree and that's fine yeah. but i wouldn't come at you the way that I others mean, have because that's not me what do you mean like scientifically i'm talking about because scientifically i don't think birth control is a good thing never been on it never done it well i'm talking don't about just my body i'm talking about like, just a baby being a baby when it's a baby like if you got a baby in the womb what is it it's a baby so that's that's bottom line right there so it really ain't nothing right. else to say i mean if it happened to me i'm saying i would do but still in my mind because it was indoctrinated into my mind like that but you, you could break that, though, because just, when I was a kid, I had the same thing happen to me. I was doctrinated with the leftist ideology as far as politically vote Democrat, Republicans oh, so are racist. Was I. So was I. I didn't become a, I didn't I didn't think for myself until after I got out of the Marine Corps, probably up until like seven years ago. So, so I'm going to say I'm going to tell you this. You, you've been able to overcome the feminism stuff. You, you didn't want to be a man. You want to be yourself as a woman. So, you yeah, know, but I was. Yeah, and, I was and, totally taught like. And, and how old are you right you now? You do better than a man. You don't need a man. I, 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 I get it. Let me tell you, it cost me. How, how old are you right now? What's it your cost, age? I'm I'm 38. Okay, I mean you're right, right around my age. Like we're we're still yeah. we're still learning every single day. We still learn things every single yeah. day. So that's just I, all I would say I'm is this. I'm grateful for that. Yeah, all I would say is this. Like as you just living. And learning, learn something new every day. Don't be afraid to have your mind open to learning things in the new and just discovering stuff. That's all I would say to you. And think about the abortion thing, not from a religious point of view. Don't have it in your mind that way. Look at it just from a baby being a baby and that's it. Don't even worry about nothing else. That'd be my advice my, to you. My, let me, let me just wrap mine up with a nice little bow. There you go. All my, right. <laughs> my concern is your audience and Brandon Tatum and Candace, nobody ever speaks to um, like the people like me who grew up like listening to that to where I'm like, oh no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But am I, I'm not supposed to be a Trump supporter. I'm not, or Trump's gone. Okay. So let's move on to the next person. Right. So just have my thoughts and views and, you know, libertarian or, you know, conservative or whatever it's going to be coming up. But I think, oh, well, I don't fit in that box because I don't go to church and I can't quote these things and I don't know what they're talking about. And I, got I you. just feel like I understand. The, I understand what you're the, saying. Yeah. You should reach out to a broader spectrum of the, the well, I, I put, I tell you, men who were born in the 80s. I, I got you. You know, who were raised by these feminists. I got you. So because we, we got like no time on this call, but I'm going to say this one last thing. 
you know, it's a lot of us out here on the internet that talk a lot of different ways. So if you want to hear different points of view, you got to search them out. You know, they, they exist. They're out there. They may, they may not have really big platforms. Or you're telling me just do it myself. At, that's, that's, that's the best way. That's how we all are able to get to where we got to go. You found, you found your way from feminism on your own. You say, you know what? I don't want to be a man no more. I want to be a woman. You find it on your own. You I can was find, never a man, though. Let's just I, I understand what you mean. I like, <laughs> right. You, you want to be more feminine, basically. You don't want to be masculine. So find that. Yeah, you found my, that on your own. The, you can find this on your own, too. Pick it up. I just play dumb now because I'm like, I got you. Oh, I spent so long. Well, okay. <laughs> well, th thank you for your call. I definitely appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you for everything. Give it a thought. All right, now. Spread the word. Thank you. All right, that was a call. <laughs> I was kind of confused at the beginning. I'm like, okay, what you want me to? But no, nah, I mean, I see, I see where you're coming from, but you can't just if somebody's not speaking to you and you don't really connect, find somebody that does. That's just what it is. Let's get to the next one. All right, Tariq, what's going on? Hey, bro, what's up, man? Just a quick uh, response to that last caller because, you know, it's it's that thing where it's like representation, rep represent me instead of doing your own thing. Instead of you creating your own podcast and you talk about the issues you like, you want to sit there and debate someone down and tell them to represent you. No, you know, and, and that's what black folks are doing today with these movies. Instead of them creating their own superheroes, instead of them creating their own stories, they want to beg whatever white company to 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 represent them. Like, please hire more black people. Please present black people better. Instead of getting up and creating your own, so then that way you don't have to beg nobody. So no, it's not incumbent on you to sit there and represent her view on on abortion when you don't even agree with it. That's silly. You don't always have to say a caveat, well, there's some conservatives who agree with abortion. No, no, I don't agree with it. Therefore, I'm not going to speak on it. If you want to speak on it, then you create your own, but don't try to say I need to reach out. No, man, that's, that's just ludicrous. And we really have to get out of that mindset where we're so weak down that we can't do anything for ourselves, so we got to rely on others. Do the hard work. But anyways, bro, what, what I also want to respond to is that Coca-Cola thing, man. You know, at some point, you got to look at white people and be like, you know, if you're the majority of the country, like, like when are you going to fight back? You, you know what I'm saying? Because I can't see Coca-Cola getting away with that, saying stereotypes about black people. And say, you know, be uh, be a little less, but you know, start coming to work on time. <laughs> you know what I'm they said something like that. That yo, Coca Cola would be fired. I mean, they would be canceled right now, man. So at, at some point, you have to see what is going on. Why would white people allow this to happen to them? And then most of the CEOs of these companies, who 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 preaches, you know, white guilt, and sometimes even bash white supremacy, are white themselves. Then you you have to go deeper into it. Well, something is allowing this. If if this is being allowed, then this goes deeper than race. To me, this seems to be more class warfare and keeping the country divided. Because to me, it just seems like if you can keep all the races at their throats fighting their stupid tribal conflicts on the ground and not uniting against the common cause, not, not uniting against government corruption, then the people in power is going to stay in power. Because to me, I, I don't see no other reason why a white company, or especially these white liberal institutions, 
or things like that would be so hostile against their own. Like it just, it, I've never, it's just, it's just bizarre to me unless they are wanting to create some type of uh, class warfare or something like that. Like, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I can't even really call it. I feel like it's just trying to ride the wave. And, you know, these companies are scared. Of, they, you know, they're scared of any kind of potential lawsuits. I don't even know what's going on, really. It's, it makes no sense to actually be doing this. No, no. And the thing is, they're not going to get a lawsuit because it's against white people. Because it's like, you know, when black people talk about white supremacy, it's just, it's just man, it's so funny. Because, like I said, I can talk so much crap about white people right now on this call-in show. And you will not get boycotted. Um, there will be no calls to censor this show. But let me say something egregious about any other racial group right now. And and you say nothing to combat that, your show would be removed. So, you know, when you see an, a, a, a hypocritical stance like that, that can actually create a racist. Yeah. Just, uh, seriously, like, like if you're a white person and all day you're saying you are being attacked, and then you're saying hired minorities by liberals, hired minorities by liberals attacking you as this is some white racist supremacist, you may just start having a strong inclination to hate that group of people because they're always calling you racist. Wait a minute, I'm racist because I want to stand for the flag. I'm racist because I love my troops. I love the country. I'm racist. Like, that is designed to get people angry. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, it's just that I, the only way I see this changes is sometimes, somehow, you know, white people got to come together on this and figure out how they are going to counter that and how they're going to hold other white people accountable for just for just doing them like this. But, yeah, bro, that's that's. Oh, yeah. The other the other the other thing I want to say before I get off is this, man. Um, You know, I truly hope that Trump really goes after the Republican traitors when he talks in the CPAC conference, I think is next Sunday. I truly hope that when he talks, he tells all those Republicans that our first priority is to root out all the traitors. Like we, we already know Democrats are going to be Democrats. Democrats are going to be hip, hypocritical. They're going to lie, chill, steep and chill and be destructive. Like nothing's going to change. But when you have someone who's in your own ranks, who is being a traitor, that is worse than anything. Okay. Cause they are the ones that sit up there leaking out your secrets. They are the ones that send there representing your party. And if like Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa McCausey, and all these fake Republicans, man, if they don't go, man, I don't, I don't see the Republican Party getting better anytime soon. So that's that's what I'm hoping for, man. Like we just get get rid of these never Trumpers and then just move forward. And that's pretty much all I want to say, bro. I thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, take care, man. Wow, great call from Sarit. Excellent call. Yeah, I forgot about CPAC, too. I didn't think they were having it this year. I probably would have gone. Um, I always forget about CPAC because it's like at a weird time in the year, the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, Trump will speak there uh, next Sunday. So yeah, today's the 20th of February. He'll speak there next Sunday. I can't wait. If I can stream that, I will. YouTube might act kind of funny, but hopefully I'm able to stream that because that's going to be epic. Epic. Yeah, they, they, try to, they try to silence him. They try to cut him. Nope, nope, no. Nope, I'm still here. I'm still the leader. What? What you going to do? So that's going to be great. Can't wait to see it. So the number to call, 434-658-1220. Let's get to my next one here. All right, let's go. 
All right, call you online. 207, who am I speaking to? ABL, how are you today, my man? Doing it right about yourself? I'm good. Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking my call. Um, I actually sent you a super chat earlier. Um, so, yeah, I saw your video earlier about that professor at Columbia, the whole drug thing. Yeah. And, and that's uh, – so I'm a recovering drug addict. I've been clean and sober for seven years now. And right on. for that guy – for that guy to say that he uses heroin and basalt recreationally, it absolutely blew my mind. Um, if he said, okay, I do, I smoke a little weed, drink a little bit, and maybe do a little molly or ecstasy here and there on the weekends when I go out and party, that's different. Okay, those, you know, that can be recreational. But he named probably any, I think he even said meth or something in there, the hardest drugs out there that, you, people don't do that. I mean, trust me. Like I speak from experience. That's not recreational. No, nah, no, nah, it, it's it, not like, you know, I've seen people on it. My uncle was on it. He died, you know? Um, so I, I see what it does to people. And for him to say that it's just kind of crazy, but this is part of this push to make these drugs just normalize. It's like, no, this, this is, this is ruining people. It's destroying people, and when you just let it go rampant, you can see what happens. You can see a preview of when it goes rampant over in California. Look at San Francisco. People just laying on the ground, defecating everywhere. Same thing with Los Angeles, Oakland. It's looking like a third-world country. People don't really understand it until it happens, and then by that time, it's out of control, and it's hard to put a genie back in the bottle at that point. Yeah, you're 100% right. And everything you said about that guy, too, was spot on. Like. First of all, you can't start normal like normalizing and decriminalizing those. You gotta come up with other ways for sure. Like I was after three overdose, I was lucky enough to get in scholarship into a rehab to get my act together. I could never afford it, but um, you know, there's gotta there's gotta be other ways. But you can't decriminalize it because, like you said, look at these other cities that's happening. Also, this guy. I mean, you you were pointing out the little things you could start to see from from what you've seen of people. You can start to see where he's kind of falling apart a little bit and all it takes once you start getting into those things is just one bad decision like you said one bender something like that and everything's gone in the blink of an eye faster than you could even imagine every everything's gone and for for this to be okay with this college and these students this guy like can you imagine if you're at a job and you just say yeah i, I use heroin and you know, a little bath salts here and there. Your boss would be like, okay, that's not conducive to this company. Take it easy. <laughs> right, exactly. Imagine that. So I don't know how this guy's still employed there. But like you said, he's playing the race card. It's Everything's race. Everything's racism these days. I, it's crazy. I saw a newspaper article where Bill Gates said that doing math problems, doing the whole math problem out is white supremacy or racist or some crazy thing like that. It's it's getting way, way out of control. But this guy with the whole drug thing, it was just mind-blowing. When you, when I saw you do that story, it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> so, yeah, but but you were but you were spot on about everything. It's like, and when you said that, you know, people on those drugs, they'll lie straight to you. Yeah, they'll, they'll steal your wallet and then help you look for it. You know, I've been that person before. <laughs> yep. I had, I had The same thing happened to me. When I was probably about eight, nine years old, my other uncle, he, um, Stole my wallet at night when I was sleeping, and I saw him like when I was gonna go to sleep. Yeah, I was like in my bed, and this this is, this is at my granny's house, and um I saw him through the, like the crack in the door. He was looking in, but I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and go to bed. When I got up in the morning, my wallet was gone. So I'm like looking for the wallet. He's nowhere to be found. I didn't think it was something that stole it, but then we found it in the basement where he was sleeping at. 
So it was like he took my wallet. I'm eight years old. Had twenty dollars more than my my granddad gave me to go out and buy his drugs. That's what's what they'll do, and you know yeah, they don't really care because yeah. it's, it's not even about at that moment. It's not even about oh you're my nephew or whatever. It's about I'm trying to get high right now. Trust me, man. I stole a bottle of pills from my grandmother's medicine cabinet. My ninety year old grandma's the worst thing. I mean, I've done a lot of bad things, but that made me feel worse than anything ever. But it was the I was a demon. I couldn't stop myself, you know. Right. So, you know, I mean, hopefully with this guy coming out like that, someone says, listen, bro, you got to put the brakes on. But I mean, who knows? Because he's his life is n not going to go in a good direction from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, yes, I just want to say I'm great. You know, I'm glad you covered that. I want to, you know, I want to call in just to say speaking from experience, you were spot on with all that. And like you said, you've had your experiences with it. So. Great job covering that. So I appreciate it. Appreciate all you do. Before I hang up, I want to give a quick shout out to my uh, YouTube YouTube channel, Mike versus everyone. Check it out. And like I said, thank you. Keep doing your thing, man. Appreciate all you do. You're uh, opening a lot of eyes, changing a lot of minds out there. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Take care. Peace. All right. Great call. Yeah, I had a wallet when I was eight years old. I had a wallet. It was like, I forget. It was like this wallet had some kind of like cartoon on it. But, you know, it was a gift from my granddad because he got me started early with, you know, being responsible. I was like a little young old man, had a wallet and, you know, had my stuff organized. I carried around a pen and, you know, I was that kind of kid. I was just all over the place. But anyway, yeah, he gave me $20, put it in my wallet. I thought I was a millionaire. You know, I was like, man, I'm like granddad. I got all this money. I'm, I'm balling. And I had it like on the side of my bed and it was like a, like a bright blue color. So my uncle, he could see it. And I saw him through the crack in the door. It's like, you'd be like in the bathroom in the airport. You see somebody through the crack. Of the, it was like that. And I was ready to go. But I didn't think nothing of it. I thought he was just like, is he, you know, going to sleep? Is he in bed? Is he, but, you know, so I got up in the morning while it's gone. And I'm like, what happened to my wallet? I didn't think that he took it. But they, like I said, they went around the house. They were looking for it everywhere. And then they wound up on the floor of the basement with no money in it, of course. But he wasn't thinking, like, you know, that's still, I love him, though. He was just on them drugs. I see what it does to people. You, you're not thinking in your right mind. So this is what I'm saying. I'm not going to, you're going to pay $80,000 a year to go to Columbia <laughs> with, a, with a, a dope fiend? I can go up the street and talk to a fiend right now if I want to. If, I'm, if I was in Harlem, which is pretty much where Columbia is, it's like 114th, it's like right there. I can go to 125th, talk to a fiend right there on the street and get all I need to know. He can talk to me about the politics, about the weather, about New York City, whatever. For the low, a beer and a chicken sandwich, not $80,000 a year. But I digress. It probably was a Smurfs wallet, Alfred. It probably was a Smurfs wallet or something like that. It was, it was one of them cartoons, Smurfs, Ninja Turtles, something like that. Let me get to the next call. Three two three. You don't know how I'm gonna speak it to. Oh hey, BL. <laughs> this is the second time I got you. This is my. This is a, um, I'm Isaiah from LA. I'm calling. I uh, love your show. Enjoy it. <laughs> it's funny. I got on this time too. <laughs> um. So, as far as the drug issues that are happening, I'm starting to see it sweeping all across the U.S. of A with this legalization of these drugs. You know, at first in California, it started with them legalizing weed. You know, I used to smoke weed, and I did it for a long period of time. Um, for about, like I say, 
five months straight every day. And it was so addicting. And I remember as a little kid watching, like, movies and not movies, but, like, commercials that says, you know, weed is a gateway drug, you know. And it's crazy because after doing weed, like, I wanted something stronger and stronger, you know. And I didn't go to anything else, but I felt like the weed wasn't doing anything for me anymore. And then I realized, you know, my friends started, you know, talking about doing coke and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, I'm good. You know, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I just keep it with weed. But then I started noticing, like, other people just moving to harder drugs and other things. And it is sad. And I think they want to destabilize the minds of the people all across the United States in order for them to step in and be like, hey, you know, we have to be your mother and father now. We have to take care of you. So it's like communism just stepping in and taking over everything because they'd be like, you can't take care of yourself. We're going to take care of you. And I remember when I was a security guard working at Skid Row downtown, I see people doing meth in their tents. Oh, yeah. You know, this is when I was on, on my lunch break. I was like, what is going on? I was just in shock. This was the first time I seen it. I was like, what? I was like, wow. That, that's normal. Like, Skid Row, that's, that's drug central. That's like an open-air drug market. Yeah, and it's like, just just like you always say, uh, it's a, uh, what is it called? Uh, neutral zone, something like that. But I remember when I was going to get a job working in Skid Row as a public safety, because I only worked security guard there only one day, and I know it's seen that. They said that people would be dying. People, It's like... No police over there. It's like a free little area, and you got people, you know, homeless people attacking each other. There's, like, gangs and stuff like that. It's just crazy. And this is what they want to sweep all across the United States? Correct. Yes. You know, you got these people. We got people that give their right arm and left leg to come live in the United States for a better opportunity, you know, freedom, safety, and stuff like that. And now they're just they're trying to just – destabilize the whole country it seems like that's their objective to destabilize the whole country and it is sad very sad um as far as that national guard situation uh there's i understand uh, at first i didn't understand why they're sleeping in the garage but i started understanding that it's supposed okay it's supposed to kind of mimic you know them actually being out there like in the field and stuff like that okay just case just like the military you know they're they, they're not supposed to be given a hotel. Like, at first I had to process it, like, yeah, okay. You know, those look kind of bad, but no, these are soldiers. You know, they're going to be in harsh conditions. So they're, gonna, they're basically, you know, controlling, you know, basically giving out the order, okay, you guys are just going to be sleeping here. That's probably why they moved from, you know, the government building that they're in to the street garage, the parking structure. It mean, makes sense. Um, two more things and I'm done. <laughs> the fence around the Capitol with them, and it's like multi-layers of fencing around the Capitol. Mm-hmm. I figure that's strange. I don't know what is going on with that. And you have so like uh, National Guard or police officers on inside. I'm like, what is going on? Like, what are they so scared of that they have to put these fencing up? Well, it's not even about being scared. They just want to send a message to conservatives and also... They just want to. They they want to intimidate conservatives. Like that's that's really what it is. There's no it's no need for that for all the guards and the, because if around the White House all you have is a regular gate, 
then why you need all these guards and the barbed wire fence around the Capitol? It doesn't make any sense. It's just for intimidation. And also, so those people don't forget that it happened. So when it comes time to vote, they can show that as it's happening right now. They got live footage and say, see what happened at the Capitol? Wow. Vote blue. It's, it's all just a political thing, not a, a real security concern. Uh, and the last thing, uh, liberalizing companies, I guess to, it's, it's, it's sad with the Goodyear situation and all these other countries too, but it's like a part of a bigger agenda, uh, to make everybody feel accepted and welcome. It's like, it's at the same time, it's like you guys have no morals, you know what I mean? Yeah. And standing up for what's right. It's like everybody's going soft. Everybody want to be soft instead of being tough. You know, we have lots of, they call it toxic masculinity <laughs> and stuff like that. Everybody's just supposed to be so welcoming. They don't want anybody to be tough is what I'm realizing. No yeah. company, no entity, anybody. They just want to make the United States soft again. Well, it never been, but they're trying to make it soft, you know. Well, of course, because if we soft, they can control us. And then ain't going to be no fighting back. Ain't going to be nothing. It's like whatever they say. It's like, all right, get on the train. All right, I get on the train. No problem, boss. That's that's, that's what they want. They want a soft and weak and no, no confrontation type society that they can control. That's all. Wow. And what do you think about the Biden-Harris administration? Do you think they're going to try to push the communism thing? Oh, of course, because they're being pushed right now by the left, by the far left of the party. And they're all about communism. The AOCs and Ilhan Omar's are all about communism. So, of course, whatever AOC says, pretty much, that'd be how the party goes. It'd be a battle between her and Nancy Pelosi. I think that she might win. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's it. And thank you. I appreciate everything that you do. Love the show. And keep doing what you're doing. Fight strong. I know. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. No problem. Bye-bye. All right. Great call. Let's get to some more. If you called in already, I cannot answer the phone twice, so please let's not do that. Okay. Miss Girl POV, you're on the line. Hi, ABL. How's it going? Everything's great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Thank you. Uh, I agree with Tariq, uh, the lady that was, you know, on the line for a while about her stuff, and Tariq said he should, she should maybe think about starting her own channel. I agree. Um, you know, if she has a unique point of view and stuff, she should think about that. And on that note, I did want to say, I've sent it in a super chat before, but I wanted to say thank you. I want to personally thank you um, because you helped inspire me to start my new little channel. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to say that, you know, she, she should think about that, but I know that for me, you helped inspire me to do it. So thank you, ABL, for that. Oh, no problem. It's all good. Thank you. Thank you. So um, for tonight, um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. So I'll try to go through it quickly. I know the time is of essence. So according to RT.com, it is now being reported from a Gallup poll that 62% of Americans support the idea of having a major third political party, which is up from the 57% from just this past September. They argue that more people than ever are, you know, referring to themselves as independents while 
Republicans and Democrats are dropping in approval. The Gallup poll surmised that Americans wanted a third major option at the polls because the Republican and Democrat parties do such a poor job representing the American people. Um, so to my thoughts, with President Trump still having so much political power and influence even after leaving the office, maybe now would be the best time for him to begin the Patriot Party. What are your thoughts about this? Well, nah, I don't think that would be a good idea because I think people might support the idea of Trump having his own way of getting in there because they feel like, okay, the GOP, they're playing games and the Democratic probably mm -hmm. that's the, that's the enemy, obviously. So they wouldn't really be able to. But the thing is, it's like, all right, let's think about it a little bit beyond the election. Matter of fact, the election first. Let's talk about that, because okay. you're going to have some people that don't even really that, that are pretty much just vote red straight ticket and not even really know who they're voting for. They, they could just totally miss Trump on a different party. But they're just voting straight red. They don't know any better. That's the first thing. The second thing is um, that right there may kind of split the vote a little bit. So you're going to need every single red vote in order to beat the other side, because this time, allegedly, quote unquote, allegedly, we didn't win, allegedly. So we got to get every vote on our side. Mm -hmm. So if we split in it, even if it's like 90, 10, that's too much of a split. You see, we got to get 100 percent. And the best way to get 100 percent is to go with the Republican Party. Now, if let's say we were to win on a Patriot party side in a general election, but you still got to work with those in Congress. Now you got to do with the mm -hmm. Democrats and Republicans. I mean, yeah, anyway, so Republicans, they're mad because you went third party and you ruined some of the races. Democrats hate you anyway. So it's going to be hard for you to get things done with Democrats and Republicans kind of running against you. Now, mm -hmm. I think the best way to implement what they want would be to do what AOC and them are doing. They have their own party, Within the Democratic Party, they have brand new Congress and it's AOC, Ahan Omar, Ayanna Presley, Jamila Jai Powell, all of them. They're in there right. and their whole thing is move the party all the way far to the left. So if we got mm -hmm. in there as Patriot Party under the Republican Party with a bunch of members and we moved the Republican Party back on track and made it be more America first, that'd be better than trying to start a new party and having moderate success. Mm hmm. OK, so so you're arguing, arguing that we should kind of do the party within the party, which I have heard you share before um, in your videos and, in, and on calls. So we need to get those uh, really charismatic people right from the Republican side to kind of start a party within a party. Correct. That's right. That, that'd be the best way to go about it. Okay. 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 Well, once again, I just would like to encourage you to think about it one day down the road. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, thank you, Bill. That's, that's all I have for tonight. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. And God bless. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. All right. Shout out to Mixed Girl POV. Find her right here on the YouTubes. That is Mixed Girl POV right here on the YouTubes. All right. And y'all be good to the callers. I saw some of y'all be good to the callers. All right. Let's go. 865, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Bill. This is Marshall. All right, man. What's going on? 
Uh, I want to touch base on the lady that was talking about abortion and uh, just let her know that, like, it's okay to have your own views. But I think to the Trump party that life is kind of precious to us. And uh, just like she's a special person, a Marine, a mother, and a Trump supporter, Republican, that you don't want to give up on life. You know, like sometimes mistakes can be made. And there's other ways out other than abortion. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, just that abortion isn't your only option and that, uh, just because we're Republicans, we don't hate on other people's ideas and, uh, we can come together more than just, uh, our opinions on abortion and religion. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. I think people need to focus on what they agree on. If they disagree on certain things, that shouldn't really be the focus. Focus on what we do agree on and work together on that. Because at the end of the day, you know, if we vote in and we want one particular person or a particular party to win, that should take precedent over the 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 individual differences we have. Yes, sir. Well, that's all I had to say, bro. Thanks for having my call. All right. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. Yep. Have a good day. All righty. Yeah. We just got to focus on what we got to focus on. Let's not worry about some of the, you know, the the interpersonal stuff. That's not really where we got to be. All right. Let's get to some more calls here. Let's do 615 on the line. Who am I speaking to? There we go. How's it going, ABS? Boom, boom, boom. How you doing? Everything's all right, man. What's going on? Oh, man. I'm kind of, I ain't trying to be, oh, you know, you know me, I always want to be booming. I don't want to be dooming. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Uh, man, Coke has got me jacked up, dude, because I love, that's like my favorite drink. I love Jack Daniels, so I got to put my Coke in there with it. So <laughs> the fact that they, they got all wokey-cokey today or whenever they decide to get woke was just sad to me, man. It's The whole uh, critical race theory thing is just ridiculous, man. I don't understand how it's just, it's like the one thing they have, and it just keeps going and going, and they just... To me, it's like, hey, man, they call up people and they're like, yo, you want to get in on this, man? We'll throw you about $3 million. And uh, if your company will jump on board, there you go. Because you're about to lose a whole lot of profit as soon as you do this. But we want you to jump on board and we're going to take care of you for a long time. Just go ahead and get on board with us. That's what it seems like to me. I'm just going to be straight with you. And these companies just keep doing it. And every time they do it, if you go woke, you go broke, man. And just... Boom! You know, it's just an explosion, man. And at the same time, Joe Biden is the dude at the town hall that he's the dude that's being racist. He's the dude sitting there talking about, oh, who would be on TV if not, dude, if Donald Trump did that? How can you be on TV and straight up say that out of every five commercials you see, there's a mixed couple? 
who who well, who would think that in five years we'd see something like that? And man, I bet you the whole crowd was looking at him like, dude. Like they couldn't believe he even said it. And he's the dude that is the racist. He's the dude that is hating on the black man. But the black man is busy is busy voting for him. You know what I'm saying? What's your thoughts, man? It's it's killing me, dude. I'm crazy over here. Well, my my thoughts on what specifically? Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you think about about the fact that Joe Biden is the one that's actually being the racist dude on TV, <laughs> and uh, he's the racist dude? But they're making everybody else do the critical race theory to not be white. Don't be so white. Don't be so this. Don't be so that. Meanwhile, you got Joe Biden on TV saying that black people can't even get on the internet. You know, it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, that's just I, I've been on like Trump. Biden's been the same way for a long time. It's no different. Like, I'm not surprised at what he's doing. But I know that the, the media, they'll cover for him because that's their golden goose. They feel like, okay, we're, we're going to all rally behind him. It doesn't matter what he says. He can say the N-word in full detail several times on television. We'll find a way to excuse it because that's our golden goose. They don't really care. Anything he does is fine. All right? And then people that believe in the media, whatever they they, they could see one thing happen. And they'll listen to the media. They'll say something else. They believe the media. They'll they'll distrust their own eyes and what they see and what they hear because of what they believe in the media. So people got too much faith in them, not even themselves. And it's really kind of a shame. But that's the state that we're in nowadays. That's why I hate the media so much because they got so much power. That is true, man. It's the it's like the gaslighting and just so much. It's like whatever they say. And I ain't gonna lie. I'm just gonna throw it out there like this. I believe that. Facebook and uh, Twitter, Twitter, whoever they think they are, I believe that they were companies at first, and then I think the government bought them, man. I think that the left-hand side bought them companies and said, yo, you're going to do nothing but fight for us, and you're going to squash the right-hand side completely. And if you do that, then only thing people are going to see on TV is left-hand side propaganda constantly. Are they going to see? Because people that are normies that, that are not like us that actually are, are about what's going on and paying attention, people just going on about their everyday that life are not thinking about this stuff. And when they watch the news, I was one of them people. I just sit there and watch the news and everything going on. I'd be like, man. And when I first got got awoken with what's going on in, in politics, it was the Charlottesville thing. And I was tripping because I was like, wait a minute. Who is all these white dudes in suspenders and khakis? And button up shirts with some tea torches. I know they ain't trying to say this to white people. And it, I was like, what? And I saw a big old line of those dudes. And I'm like, what is this? And I, that's, that's what, boom, that's what started my fire was that day. And it never went out. It was, I started paying attention. But a lot of people don't pay attention. And they only know what's going on and what the news is going to tell them. I even saw an interview uh, that... Trump got interviewed by Newsmax, uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, and they would not let him put it on TV. They wouldn't let him put it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. They could, yeah, they could only put it on BitChute, I think. I saw it on BitChute today because they didn't want nobody. They do not want his voice to be heard. And it's just, it's crazy, man. It's a sad thing. It's a sad day that we're living in. It's, it's, it's just sad, man. I don't know what we're going to do. Well, we're going to figure out something, man. But I thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, Anthony. Thank you so much, man. Have a good night. Same to you. You know what? They keep trying to silence Trump on the Twitters and the, the YouTubes and all that kind of stuff. 
that's going to force alternative media to rise. That's going to force a bit shoot. Like, think about it like this. What if Trump was to be doing, like, daily, um, what, what if he was to do daily talks, like fireside chats from Florida and put him on bit shoot or something like that? Bit shoot to get overwhelmed. It'd be so much. It might have to, you know, get a whole new, I'm talking about it'd be crazy over there. Like, the amount of energy that he would bring to any platform that he'd go to would be crazy. Like, they tried to block. That's why I was kind of worried about CPAC, because it's like, I heard about them uh, blocking that speech from, or that talk from Newsmax. What if he um, says something at CPAC, and they try to block that, too? Like, how is that going to work? If, if we're streaming the CPAC speech, and then they block that, and they, everybody got everybody got to go to BitChute or Rumble or something like that, it'll blow it up. And if that happens over and over again, all you're going to do is just lose a bunch of your traffic over there. Then it's going to become a money situation. And what are you going to do at that particular point in time? It'd be interesting to see. But let me get to the next call. Mike from Queens, what's happening? Hey, Anthony, what's going on? How you doing? Everything's all right, man. What's going on? Uh, sorry I haven't called in. Just been very busy of late. Uh, how's things down in Tennessee there? Oh, everything's good, man. We didn't get, we, we had no snow. It was cold for a little while, but no snow, no no ice. So it's all good down here. Yeah, people have short memories up here in New York. They don't think it snows up here in, in the city anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen New York covered in snow many a time. So that, that shouldn't be news to anybody. No, listen, I'm, you know, if you were living up here a long time, uh, like me, I know how to drive in snow. I'm just worried about the people around me. Right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> of course. Um, I sent you a super chat. I don't know if you read it, but uh, Joe Biden is not the president. Uh, Mr. Obama is running the country via earpiece. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it because Biden is just like a, a hand puppet out there. He's not leading anything. And I, I said that before you even got into the position to try to get in office. He, he's not going to be governing. He's not even he can barely govern his own body. How's he going to govern the country? Forget about it. He's 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 toast. I mean, he's uh, you know they they. I wonder how often his wife has got to change his diaper for him. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it really is sad that they that he's up there and he just you, you never know. Like I mean, look at the past Tuesday night the the town hall. Look at all the gaffes. Oh, it was terrible. I mean, he was struggling to read a teleprompter, squinting. What what somebody say? Aggressive squinting because he couldn't really see. He's he's reading stuff, but it's not making any sense when he's reading it because it's not really in sequence. He was he was terrible up there. I mean, but that's 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 what happens. Well, I I think the two most egregious comments was what he was talking about uh, about the black and Hispanic people not being able to use the internet, and the other the other gaffe is about uh, the the vaccination. Joe, you got vaccinated on January fifteenth. <laughs> <laughs> he got he got two shots he got two shots he got one in december and then one in january so it was like okay you got two uh doses of the vaccination so how can you say that there was no vaccine before you got in office that's just it makes no sense because you had it you got the vaccine that trump um delivered you know it's funny i've been going back i've been going back and forth with my father over this and uh he's been he's been trying to encourage me i could have gotten vaccinated uh a month and a half ago because i'm in I'm, I'm an essential worker up here in new york but I want to see, I want to see at least uh, eighty-five to ninety percent of the population vaccine because at least you know if you do go for the vaccination, there's going to be studies out there to show which might vaccination is the most effective. 
And you know what? It should be it should be they it should be your ultimate choice if you want to get it. Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. I mean, I'm not I'm not a vaccine guy. That's just not my my thing. But if somebody wants to do it, then that's that's their choice. That's a prerogative. You know, that that should be what it is. Yeah, I mean, my father is a cancer survivor, so he's got some underlying conditions. So I can understand where. Uh, and you know what? I encouraged him. I said, "Listen, he went. He wound up going to the VA and getting it done. So, you know, because the VA's got the shots, and uh, so I mean, uh, he was even trying to play with my sister. And my sister's kind of on the same footing as me. Me and my sister very much think politically the, you know, the same. Um, well, let me ask you a question. What do you think? Um, I, I mean, I think there's going to be a backlash come 2022. I think the House is going to go Republican. I think the Senate's going to uh, go uh, go to the Republicans. I mean, really, if you only look at it, I don't know if you agree with me. The only strategy the, the, the Republicans have is to try to have these state attorney generals like Paxton in Texas, you know, sue in the courts. You know, try to file these lawsuits, of, you know, regarding immigration, Second Amendment rights, free speech. And some of the, uh, you know, the, the courts try to get these lawsuits into these courts where Trump, uh, you know, appeal, uh, appointed a lot of these justices. And maybe, hopefully, you could get some of these cases to the Supreme Court and they'll be heard. But here again, what good is the Supreme Court, you know, back in December? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, I think you're right about that. As long as so much you can do. Try to get it into the court and then see what happens. That's really it. But I think you will see a flip coming up in 2022 because I'm seeing right now people have buyer's remorse about Joe Biden, who allegedly got elected. They're saying, oh, I shouldn't have voted for him and all this and that. So I think you're going to see uh, a decline in morale on the left and also something that may kind of get flipped to the right. So I think you're definitely going to. I mean, we saw a, a flipping of the house to a certain extent in 2020 that favor more, that favor us. So I think you may see the same thing in 2022. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to mention because I know the YouTube uh, algorithm, you know, honk honk about, you know, uh, last year's election. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it's funny. You see up here with look what's happening to Cuomo. People in his own party are, are fed up of his, of his nonsense. I mean, uh, you know, because you had that one uh, New York state assemblyman that had his, uh, his uncle passed away. So I don't blame him for, for wanting to question it. Listen, you you can't skate free your whole life, but here again, they might investigate, but they're not gonna they're not gonna convict him. He's he's a, he's he's a mafia boss. That's what he's he's like a, he's a Teflon Don. <laughs> right. <laughs> so all right, Anthony, thanks for taking my call. I'll talk to you soon. I thank you for the call, definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Good night. All right. Thank you to my man Mike from Queens for the call. As always, great call. Let me get to some more here. Let's go 631. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Anthony. Uh, this is Ann from Long Island, New York. All righty, Ann. What's covered, going on? Covered in snow out here. <laughs> Not so bad. You know, I've seen a lot worse. But my, my one question I want to ask you about, uh, the Coca-Cola thing is out. That's banned now. <laughs> Hold on. Call up, call up. I got, I got a little bit of feedback in the background. Turn your speakers down for me, please. I did. I turned the speaker off. Yeah. Okay. Off. Go for it. Um, anyway, the Coca-Cola thing, is I don't care about that at all or their products anymore. Um, the Columbia Snorter, uh, Maxine, <laughs> uh, 
the most disgusting person I want to look at. And the, the one thing that bothers me a lot is Ted Cruz. Number one, first of all, who are people to tell him to be a bad father and not take care of his daughter when she decides? When my teenage kids came to me and said, we, we're going to Cancun, we want to go to Cancun, can we go? You could go if I go with you. Because you know what? Your American rights do not go with you to Mexico. Yeah. And I know how they are because we went every single year. So I know how they are. They would take advantage of, of uh, young girls and things like that. I thought it was very responsible of him. I, I would have taken a 40-day vacation there like Nancy <laughs> Pelosi did for the last four years. That's right. How nobody ever asked? about that where have you been for four years be, be, you know besides hating president trump which you never recognized him as a president so I never called him that anyway I, I i just think they were very hard on him and it was very wrong what did they expect him to do he went away for a day and a half and came right back and did what sit, sit in darkness and cold <laughs> i would have stayed right there in cancun and enjoyed my had a drink and sat back you know? i mean you might as well because it's like he's not he can't he can't I do any hurricane Cindy and lived in a car for two and a half weeks because all the hotels were full right that was horrible disgusting exactly you know so why why not what god you have the time off go your daughter wants to go. You're being a good daddy. That's good. I think that's good. You got to yeah. watch out for your kids, especially if they're famous, like Ted Cruz's kids. Regardless of how you feel about him politically, I still think he did the right thing. Yeah, he did. Because but people, they, they're using that as a way to try to attack him. That's all. Uh, it's terrible because if something happened to his daughter, they would have won. They would have been like, yay. Be behind the scenes, you know? Like, yeah. That's how I feel. That, I just don't like them. Uh, the Democrat Party is getting worse and worse and worse, destroying this country, and I believe there's an agenda behind this. Uh, it's either the Muslims. I watched Will Johnson's show before, and they had two women that were, well, one was a, a Muslim girl that was sold as a child by her father to a man to marry mm. and anyway she escaped and came to the united states and she loves it loves the freedom loves it she's like you don't know what that's like what you're giving up here people better start doing something he's like yeah they already shredded the first uh you know amendment now they're going to go after the second so i i really agree with that if something doesn't happen soon we're just going to be like little puppets for the Democrats, too. That's right. And a lot of Muslims here, I'm telling you right now, there's camps. They're, they're called no-walk zones. They have them in uh, South Carolina. You can't even walk there. This is America because it's for terror, to train terrorists. And they have six of them in New York, which is just... just just disgusting. Every bad terror group is here. They're all here. So, and this girl was from Minnesota, so mm -hmm. from Elon.
Mon Elmar's district. So I, I think they they all need to get the hell out of here. Why do we need them here? I really want to know. Can we afford them? I mean, my thing is, if if we got if you got problems going on right here with regular uh, American citizens, I mean, if you got any kind of refugees or whatever, that should not be the primary focus. And look what he's doing! They put that wall up around the cap, cap uh, the Capitol, though, you know, with the barbed wire and the walls. They were all for, for that, but not for the southern border. What is wrong with them? That's 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 politics for you. I'm very confused. I'm sorry, but I'm very confused. It makes no sense to me. They're trying to destroy America. Chuck Schumer said it once. If we get Georgia, we won the United States, and we're starting it over. We're going to have a new America. Really? Huh? Yeah, we, so, we can't, we can't, we can't do that. I get fired, to tell you the truth. I just had to bring that up about Ted Cruz. I felt <laughs> bad for him. Well, I thank you for if your call. If something would have happened to his daughter or may happen to her, I would go back if it, I was him. I wouldn't even care what anybody said. That would have been a problem. Thank you. All right, now. Appreciate you. All right, you too. I love your show. Thank you. Bye-bye. All righty. You guys with the calls are great. Okay, let's get to some more here. Let's go. 319, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? 319, hello. Going once, going twice. Sorry, 319. I don't know if it ha- I don't know what happened. The Obama phone conked out, put some more minutes on it. I don't know what you got going on, but let's keep on rocking and rolling. And let's go to Nipping. What's happening, boss? How are you? I'm doing all right, man. How about yourself? I hear you, but you got uh, noise in the background. Let's take care of that right quick. All right. I, I hear you, but you still got background noise. So I'm, 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 I'm talking right now, but they can't hear you because you get the background noise. All right. Joe Biden has decided that visiting Texas is more important than keeping the country safe. Choose you, will you I mean, we got we got we got noise. Come on, Nippin. Be waiting all night, which is why I, I got you. Anyway, yeah, we're moving on. All right. So Coca Cola has gone woke. Yeah, they they have gone woke. Absolutely. I mean, but and it's, they're it's, just doing this to. What do you say? And just a virtue signal again. Everything's going leftist under Joe Biden. Well, you know that's that's the that's the new wave. This whole woke wave. These these uh people are getting shaken down by the Black Lives Matter of the world, and they feel like okay, we don't want to be seen as racist. We want to be woke, so we're going to go out and pay Robin D'Angelo for her course. We're going to put our branding on it, and we're going to give that to our employees. There, we're not we're not racist anymore. We're woke. That's pretty much how it is. It's it's all corporate nonsense. I, I call I, I call BS on this. Yeah, I mean I'm right there with you. And and if and uh, before we move on, I just want to say R.I.P. Rush Limbaugh. Um, I first heard of him when I was a liberal, and 
At first, I didn't agree with anything he said. But then I got red-pilled. And I looked at him more, and he's like, nah, he's not the racist everyone thinks he is. Not at all. No, Rush, you know, I, I was the same way you were. And when I first uh, heard Rush, it was out of curiosity because I kept getting told that he was a racist. But I heard his uh, radio show over and over and over and over, and I did not hear the racism. So it was like, what's really going on? Yep. Nothing's wrong with Rush Limbaugh. May his soul rest in peace. And I really, and now the Democrats have started showing hatred, saying, oh, I'm happy he, he's dead. We're, we're all human beings. Look, if Joe Biden died tomorrow, I wouldn't dance on his grave. I honestly wouldn't. Nah, it's no point. I'm it's not no that need kind of it. guy. Right. It's, it's, no, it's no need in doing it. Because I, I don't want to dumb myself down to their level. Right. If he dies like tomorrow or even in a year's time or look, I'm not going to say ha 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 he's dead. I'm I'm just going to say R.I.P. and condolences to his family and we move on. I'm I'm not going to laugh or do anything the leftists did. That's right. And yeah. And as for what's happening here in the UK, we are still in lockdown. Wow. So has, has a lockdown changed at all since last time I spoke to you? Like, what's, what's the lockdown like now? Um, you're not allowed to enter any store without wearing the mask. Okay, so it's not like a you store by... You just get turned away by the COVID police if you try to enter without a mask. Wait, wait let's, let's pause. Are, are there truly COVID police, like... A real force assigned to that, or just people that? No, no, are... no. That's just the nickname I've given them. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. And now there's this employee sheet saying try to be less white. I'm sorry, but what? Uh, it's 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 crazy, but that's that's the that's the wokeness that we got going on, I suppose. That's BS. That's BS. It is. And. And Columbia's Professor Snoke's heroin, I don't condone that in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Drugs are bad for you. If, if you Just had a professor, like if, if you had a professor that was snorting heroin, I mean, what would you, what would you think? It's like, are, are, do you want to go to that class and learn from him? No, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Same way I wouldn't take a drink driving lecture from someone who was caught drink driving in the past. That, that's right. Exactly. It's like, you're not the guy to tell me about anything because you got caught doing what you're trying to preach against. So no. It's always do as I say and never as I do. As, as the cool kids would say. <laughs> that's right. And, and Ted Cruz goes to, can I just say that there is nothing wrong with what Ted Cruz did? I agree. Nothing wrong. And make no mistake. They wouldn't, if one of their representatives went, like Beto O'Rourke or AOC or any Democratic governor, they would be... That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> they would say... They would say nothing. Right. And then NYC gives white parents racists. 
I'm sorry, but this is just race. This is just racism all over again. Like you have an, you have to be, you have to take an identity card if you're white. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, it's 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 really crazy. I mean, it's just it's just pure racism. They're trying to allegedly fight against racism, but they're engaging in racism. Yeah, um, I don't know how you're gonna fight fire with fire. You're trying to combat racism by being racist. Yeah, yeah good luck with that. Exactly, man. Well, That's I think not- I, I thank you for the call, Nippin. It's always been good. Oh, and by the way, before you go, I saw your debate with that. Um, that leftist, um, yeah, Reese SJW, right? Yeah, good debate. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, it was nice catching up with you, ABL. Oh, always, man. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I'll see you next sat- Sunday. Yeah, I'll see you next Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, your time. Sorry, my time. I got you, boss. Yeah, speak to you then. All right, now, peace. Peace. All right, Nippy coming all the way from the UK, all the way from London town. Way across the pond, he's talking about like oh dark thirty in the morning. You understand what I'm saying? So let's get to some more calls here. Let's go. Okay, hold on. Let's go to three one nine. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me this time? I hear you well. What's going on? All right. I called a minute ago, but I think my phone messed up. All right. Well, I'm calling from uh, Southeast Iowa. And I'm uh, 15 years old. I believe I've been on here before. Uh, Anyway, I'd like to make a point with the whole uh, school indoctrination thing. I'm homeschooled personally, but I've been public school before. And I'd like just to speak to all you uh, boring adults (laughs) about uh, what to do about this. Just have uh, what my parents did when I was in public school for a while is they'd just simply ask me what I learned in school that day. And if it was something that they disagreed with, they'd tell me otherwise. And uh, people people are freaking out about this stuff. Uh, the best thing to do in this situation is keep a cool head. Makes perfect sense to me. Makes uh, a lot of sense. That, yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for you. Uh, thank you. Well, I have a question have for a you. Night. I got a question for you before you oh, go. Yeah. So what, yeah. what prompted the switch to coming back home from school, from public school? Um, uh, less travel. Okay. I got you. All right. Yeah, nothing crazy. Got you. Thank you for your call. I appreciate you. Right. Yep, no problem. Yeah, hey, super mature. Yeah, very, very mature. But I could tell he's a kid, too. So shout out to him. It makes sense, though. That's what I was saying, too. It's like, I think I said that before. You got to kind of get debriefed from school, all right? You, you learn something in school. You learn things in school. And then you come home to your parents, and they ask you, hey, what you learn in school? And you just break it down for them. A lot of parents don't ask. It just sends you off and you're pretty much on your own. Very good point that he made. Let's get to some more calls here. The number to call, 434-658-1220. And if you enjoy what you're hearing so far, give me a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. And if you're not subscribed yet, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now. And click the bell if it's available so you get notified whenever I go live and or post a new video. All righty. Let's get to 208. You're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hi, Anthony. This is Terry from Boise. All righty. What's going on? <laughs> um, the, um, okay. About the men playing girls' sports. Um, I was reading an article from the American Military News, 
and 10 uh, retired generals and admirals are going to the Supreme Court trying to get the military draft from men to include women, but they want to change the rules up considering um, changes to the Army combat fitness test to account for biological differences <laughs> between men and women. <laughs> and it says they're considering making a two-minute plank an optional alternative test to leg tusks. Leg tusks. Um, has been identified as a test in which female soldiers disp- disproportionately fail. <laughs> so... I just find this kind of contradictory. What do I want to say? Con- well, now anyway. I, know, I know what you mean. It's, it's silly because okay, we're talking about oh, men and women are the same, and if you're a trans woman, you're a woman. If you're a trans man, you're a man. It's like no, no, no. You could call yourself yeah. whatever you want to. I can call myself Queen of England, but guess what? I'm not the Queen of England. I am exactly. Anthony. That's just what it is. And when 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 it all boils down to it, when it really matters. You're going to know who, who everybody is. If I try to go to Buckingham yeah. Palace and I got on the whole queen outfit, they're going to be like, sir, I need you to stop right there before you get this <laughs> bullet in your hind parts. It'd be the same thing. We're talking about the fitness test. It's like, uh, ma'am, you cannot pass this test. You don't have the strength to be able to do it the same as a man. So, yeah, at a certain point, all the, the games and the nonsense goes away and reality strikes. Yeah, so it, it just amazed me, you know, because uh, they're kind of calling, you know, that it's unfair for the draft just to be for men. So, but they're willing to change these tests. The women will pass <laughs> to, to join the military. So it's just like, this. I don't know, our world's getting crazy. But anyway, I found that kind of interesting. So I thought, well, I'll share this. I was trying to email you, but I cannot find your email. Um well, it's it's always on my website, but I tell you, it's contact at anthonyblogan.com, but it's always on my website, and the website is easy to find. It should be in the description box, anthonyblogan.com. If you Google me, okay. it, sh- it should pop up as a website, and it's always okay. on the contact page. Okay, great. I was going to put this through to you uh, the other day, and I thought, well, can't get through, can't get through, so... Anyway, but thank you very much. I enjoy your show, and I'll talk to you later. Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All righty. I'm trying to find a meme. There was a meme that really kind of spoke to this whole thing about, you know, um, men and women and all this and that, all, all, the, all, the, all, the, all the battling and wars. If I could find that, I, I'm, I'm, I, I need to find that meme somewhere. And if I find it, I'm going to put it right up on the screen. You guys know what I'm talking about at that particular point. All righty, Skype caller. What we got going on? Good Can you hear me? Evening. Evening. You there? I'm here. Can you hear me? No. You can't hear me? Okay. I you got to change your microphone, change your speaker settings in Skype. Check, check. All right. I can hear you. Can you hear me? Microphone's working. Everything was working. All right. So... I'm sorry, I got to get to the next one. But if you can hear me, Laura, what you got to do is go to, if you're in Skype, and right next to your name, there's these little three dots, click on those, then go to settings, audio, video, and make sure that your speakers are set to the ones you can hear. And once you you, um, change it, hit the test audio so you hear this. Matter of fact, I don't even hear the test audio. That's weird. But anyway, you'll hear the audio when it's supposed to hear the audio. 
All right, let's get to the next one. Skype caller, hello. Who, who am I speaking to? Hi, can you hear me? I hear you well. Oh, hi. My name is Sheila. I'm from California. I just have a um, comments about the immigration. I know the Biden administration already starting the immigration process, but my only comments about it is, I'm I was I'm a I was an immigrant. And then we wait for 15 years to get here. And then all these people who come here illegally, um, they got, got, got citizen right away. It's like, what about those people who's waiting around the world, um, doing the, following the rules and regulation of immigration, um, doing background and um, things like that. So it's kind of unfair for us who's doing the right thing and then all these people who came here legally are getting um in, uh citizen right away how unfair is that to us oh it's very you know unfair I mean? and I feel, I feel for you guys because i know it's not it's not cheap either it's very expensive to come over here i know somebody that came from africa and their family spent a hundred grand total to come over and it took them years to do it and somebody could come over here just hop in the border for free and they get mm -hmm. all kind of benefits. They get they sometimes they get paid after they come here versus having to pay and spending years. So it's very unfair. It is very unfair. It's like I'm telling everybody, it's like, you know how other people are trying to come here legally doing the paperwork, what they're supposed to do, that's what the immigration is asking. And it's it's a long time, fifteen years. And I was in I was like I wasn't I was like I was a baby when my grandmother petitioned us from Philippines to get here. So after 15 years, I think I was like 17 years old to got here. So I was like, that's a long time for us. And I was like, and then I found out the Biden administration is going to do, it's like, by his executive bill that he's going to make all illegals to be legal. I was like, so what's about the other people who's trying to come here? Because as I came in a, in a country has, it's a third world. So it, it's like poverty there is a really big one. And and coming here, it's like everybody in the Philippines is a dream come true to come here. So everybody's doing what they need to do, going to the embassy there, trying to do what they need to do, things like that. And just here, people come here illegally, just get their thing, their citizenship right away. I was like, I was like, wow. It's like, I was, I'm a veteran, I'm a U.S. Navy veteran, and it's like, this is what I fight for this country, is these people, it's like, getting their, abuse their powers, as I was just like, this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, I heard I you. spent, yeah. So, that's all my two cents there. Thank you so much, ABL. Thank you for the call, definitely appreciate you. Yep, bye. Wow, that's a great call. You know, uh, a veteran coming to the country, legal immigrant, and her grandmother petition. It took it took years, years and years to come over here, and you finally get over here. You make it to the promised land. It's a dream come true. And meanwhile, you watching right across the border. It just hopping over, do 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 do, and it's fine. It's like what really? I I did all that, and they could just do this. What's the point in doing things legally when you get rewarded for illegal behavior? So shout out to her. That's what I'm talking about. You coming over here legally, you're serving your country, you're doing the right thing, then bravo, hats off. I want you to come over here, not people that coming over here illegally. Go through the process like everybody else. Follow the law. If I follow the law 
and she follows follows the law, then so much everyone else. Ain't no special exceptions. Oh, because you come in, you know, and talking about, oh, we're coming because we got a bad country. Philippines? Now, now Philippines is a whole different level than Mexico. Mexico, compared to the Philippines, it ain't quite the same. Mexico is almost like the U.S. compared to the Philippines in certain areas. You know, if you're not in... um. If you're not in Manila, you kind of out in the outskirts. It's it's a different world. So I'm not trying to hear this, you know, poor and impoverished from Central America. Although I got cell phones, I got designer clothes, I got money. Silly stuff. All right. All right. Now, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you this time. Good oh. evening. <laughs> All righty. All righty. Now, what's going on? Stupid Skype doesn't have any um, memory settings because I have to keep redoing the speakers on it. Oh. I, I know. It, it's, it's, it's terrible. Anyway, I'm going to start with a very unpopular, it's not actually even an opinion, it's actually an unpopular fact, that in the population of the entire world, white people are the minority. Oh, yeah. Like, actually, what's funny is that I saw a stat that said, Blacks and whites are like almost equal as far as world population, like 10% and 10% right around that. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say, you have over a billion people in China. How many of them are white? You have <laughs> over a billion people in India. How many of them are white? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. And I've, also, too, if we weren't the minority, there'd be no way that they could replace us by bringing all these other people in. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, if we had the majority, there'd be no way that they could they could uh, overwhelm it. Right. That's true. So and of course, I saw your thing on the, uh, the coke that kind of it, it starting to upset me because they're it really the some of the most racist things I've heard ever. Uh, even and I've read Huckleberry Finn and all those other things, too. And I even went in the shower after four days. I'm from Texas, as you know. Oh, wow. So, I mean, is, is everything OK now? You good? Yeah, we're all back to normal. In fact, my electric company called me about three hours ago to let me know that everything is back to normal now. But we, I think in my area, we were part of the blackouts to help the the failures. Yeah. But again, they were, one was 12 hours, the other one was over eight hours, and we never did have water the whole time. So, wow. yeah, like after four days, I went in the shower after seeing that chart and, um, I can't wash it off. <laughs> <laughs> also, too, I don't know if any, and I just wanted to shoot this out to you. This is, I don't know if this is breaking news for some of your listeners or yourself, but there's a thread on Twitter. The guy's name is at Pepe's Grandma. His handle is Bad Kitty, and he has a... Um, post up about the Biden administration ordering ERCOT to throttle energy, outputting by forcing it to comply with environmental green energy standards, knowing full well Texans could freeze to death in their homes with zero electricity as temperatures plunge into the single digits. There's a four-page, I think it's the declaration of emergency, but reading it, you can see that um, they did this to us on purpose. Wow. Wow. I need to look into that and really see exactly what's going on. But that's crazy. So, and of course, shout out to um, Jericho Green. If you're still out there, I love your show, too. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, he's the bomb, man. I listen to him every day. In fact, when I when I don't see a video, I worry about him, believe it or not. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, and I even did a funny video about him. He reminded me of my Saturday morning cartoons. So I did a video about that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, thank you so much for taking my call. I know it's, oh, it's the end of your night there. So let me let you go so you can get to the uh, super chats again. Everybody come see me. So tell me, tell me your channel right quick before you, before you bounce out. Tell me your channel. Oh, here's what I heard. All righty. So go to our channel. Here's, uh, there, there you go. All right. Thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Thank you so much. I'll see you Wednesday. All right. Good night. All right. So shout out to her. Uh, the channel. Here's what I heard. That's the channel. So check her out and you guys will see what's going on. All righty. Do I have time for one more call? I think maybe I do. Okay, let's let's go. Let's go here. Seven eight oh, you're in the line. Who am I speaking to? Anthony Brian Logan. Yes, indeed. I'm very honored that you took my call. Uh, we all know that we live in an upside down world. And earlier, someone referenced the Queen of England. So. Who has Hollywood chosen to play the Queen of England? Um, what they have uh, the the the, yeah. the African Caribbean woman. Yeah, yeah. On a more serious note, and I'll end with this. I heard a rumor that the National Guard is being kept in D.C. Everyone wonders why, 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 and I'm I'm tending to think that it might have something to do with a transition to the top cop. Oh, it could be. Definitely could happen. So I want to leave you with that. Let's think about it. All right. Well, thank you. You know, there's something in the works. There's something in the works. We don't know what it is, uh, but we're all, you know, your show just gives a lot of people hope. Thank you so much for what you do. Thank you. I appreciate you. Okay. Bye. And hey, it's it's definitely something that that could happen for sure. It, it could happen. There's no, there's no doubt about it. All right, so let me go ahead and uh, wrap it on up. If you can't get on this time, I'm sorry. It's not my fault. You got to blame the white man because it's not my responsibility. You know, anything that happens is not my fault. But thank you all for joining. You guys have been a great audience tonight, as always. You guys are fantastic. I got super chats on that. I'm going to read those right quick. And then I'm going to bounce on now. Shout out to all the mods for keeping them trolls in check. I appreciate y'all. And of course, if you're not like the video yet, for some reason you just came in or you've not put the like button on blue, hit the like button for me right now and subscribe. If you are a brand new viewer or you're not subscribed for whatever the reason may be, maybe you were unsubscribed against your will because YouTube playing games or whatever the case, go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now. It's totally free. All righty. So let me go back up a little bit, read the super chats and then I'm out. Uh, let me see. Uh, where was I? Thank you to Lee Moore. He says, glad to be here. Thanks. Thank you to Rickety Rex. who says, fun of the left criticized Cruz when those on the left locked down their estate and had fancy dinners and lunches. Oh, there you go. Uh, Gavin Newsom, French Laundry. And one guy had a wedding and left his state. Yeah. Talking about the mayor of uh, Austin. So what the Austin mayor did was much more egregious. The Austin mayor, this guy told his residents to stay home because of the virus, right? Don't travel because of the virus, all this, that, and the third. 
Meanwhile, he got on a private plane with eight of his family members and then flew to a wedding in Mexico. So it's like, all right, you tell me not to travel because of the virus, but you're traveling while the virus is going on. You're saying virus this, virus that, but you're going to, you're not socially distanced from the plane, obviously, private plane with eight people, y'all, it's all family members and friends, and then you're going to the wedding where it's even bigger. So what's like, what's going on? Shout out to Joseph Creations who says, if I made an alternative to Twitch, would you use it? It depends on how good it is. If it's good, it's good. Shout out to Porkayla who says, how do I know when I'm, quote, less white? Is there a color chart like the paint store? <laughs> uh, you got you to get a Pantone color. That's hilarious. Was that too white of a question? I'm so confused. LOL. Hilarious. Great super chat. Thank you. Shout out to Ultra Death who says, all these democratic policies are just making non-racist white whites racist, not helping race issues at all. Spitting on MLK vision, such a disgrace. Exactly. Thank you to Holly T. Lightwork who says, CEOs know how to keep their workers at, at pay grade. By turning them against each other so they don't become victors and stay victims. It's a game. See, it's yeah, definitely a game. That's that's very, very good. Very, very good. Thank you to Sweet T who says, White lady going to teach me to be less white. I bet they never lived in the black neighborhood and went to black schools K through twelve. I grew up in a black neighborhood and went to black schools K through twelve. They they never do. They they never go to black neighborhoods, never go to black schools like you and I did. I went to black schools my whole life. Even when I got to be like um, high school, my, my school was like 50% black, but that was low compared to my other schools, 80, 90, 100% black. I went to a school where it was 95% black, a middle school, 95% black. So, you know, these people, they come from areas where it's not many black folks that at all, they probably don't even really see the many black people, but then, they start to go to college and they try to get woke and they try to really just capitalize on this industry of wokeism, and that's how they they go about it. All right, it's like um, Rachel Dolezal becoming the leader of the NAACP in Spokane, Washington, where it's like five black folks in the whole city. But I digress. Thank you to Trey Patzel who says smoke weed every day. No sir. Thank you to Mike from Queens who says Joe isn't in charge. Oh, hooked up. Via airpieces, yeah, that's what you were talking about earlier. Thank you to Ty Nicholas who says, I can't wait till I'm dancing in the meadows and there is no evil in the world. I heard all it takes is nobody ever feel offended again. <laughs> who would have known? SoCal Sunshine says, I miss President Trump. Hashtag 2024. Laura Reeves says, Does anyone else think the less censorship of Trump will backfire by making him more appealing? Yes, of course. That's what I'm thinking. I agree with you on that. I think mega movement is continuing to grow stronger. It is. You know, it, it's 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 growing stronger and spreading. It's spreading. Yeah, you didn't extinguish it. You just spread it. It's like throwing water on a gasoline fire. But I move on. Shout out to Mike Ripplinger who says, Cruz Logan 2024, America is great again. Thank you for that. Thank you to Matthew Phillips who says, Biden said he would defeat the virus and cancer is next on the list. Might be wiser for him to focus on defeating other things like dementia and old age. Hilarious. Shout out to, let me see, SoCal Sunshine, who says, MAGA for life, U.S. Thank you to Ike for becoming a member of the ABO team as an ABO supporter. Shout out to Isaiah, who says, J.D. Rockefeller said, I don't want a million of, a nation of thinkers, only workers. Frank Desch says, I guess 1970 slogan by Coke, I like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony, changed to, you better sing the non-white tune or else. Exactly. <laughs> 
Shout out to Leo Mazzino who says, is it wrong if I were to ask a money advisor advice on stocks? I, I, I'm just trying to, yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. If you got a financial advisor, stock advisor, I can't ask them. How about a stockbroker? Can they not broker my stocks for me because that's wrong? Maxine Waters. Shout out to hashtag Save America, Save the Children for your donation for the cool emoji. And thank you to Mitch Girl POV who says, thank you. For all that you do and for the shout out for my channel you are inspiration to many blessings to you and your family thank you i appreciate you for that that's all i got for tonight so i'll see you guys again live on wednesday night at 8 p.m eastern to 11 p.m eastern same time saturday night 8 p.m eastern 11 p.m eastern but that's all i got so until next time y'all be safe i'm out and peace